0: Coco Talk would like to express its sincerest gratitude for the patrons who sponsor our show. Al Hartman, Alan Huffman, Blair Ledoux, Brendan Donahue, Brian Joyce, Brian Weasler, Christina Armstrong, D. Bruce Moore, Davey Mitchell, Diego, Disney Saints fan, Eric Canalis, Fedor Stamen, Grant Leedy, Jason Bucata, Jason Downs, Jenna Farron, Ken Reichert, Kyle Etter, Mal Funk, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Richard Lorbieski, Rob Inman, Stephen Wagner, Steve Bjork, Terry Steen, Terry Steggy, The Backyard Shed Gang, Tim Lindner, Tom C. and Tom S. Thank you so much, patrons. Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own, and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk Show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're
1: listening to Coco Talk. <laughs>
0: talk the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy calor computer it's time to drop your socks grab your real-time clocks and let's rock
2: coco talk is rocking the 8-bit world keeping the tandy flame alive we may be mocked but we'll never stop cause coco talk is rocking the
3: 8
4: Good morning, afternoon, everybody, for another episode of Cocoa Talk. We're excited to be here. Hope you're excited to be attending, and we've got a lot to talk, Cocoa talk about. Coco Talk
2: is rocking the 8-bit world. Keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world.
5: <laughs>
4: Hello, stars.
3: Hello Marshall.
4: Hello, Hello, Gene.
6: Yes, that would be me.
4: <laughs> Welcome to another Coco Talk. And thank you, Tim Franklin uh had mentioned an audio issue and I fixed it on the fly. Um so I think we're good on any kind of echo and reverb. I'll I'll keep an eye on that guys. Um, we are here for another uh, Cocoa Talk episode. I think we—you uh, have you can see—we've made a few, a couple of changes uh, to the look and feel of the show. Uh, this is
6: uh, everything goes through nitrous. Nine. <laughs>
4: That's right.
3: <laughs>
6: our two
1: men
3: are hard to
6: course.
1: watch. The show.
4: <laughs> That's right. Well, we're going to do uh, intros in a second. I have always said—I've said it many times—that our audience wants three things. They want Nick Maroda, Nick Maroda and Nick Maroda. And so we are going to give them what they want. Now, um here's the only interesting thing. I'm going to play the introduction Nick and then go to your video. The only thing I'm concerned about now is the that echo issue, but let's see. Tim uh hopefully Tim Franklin will keep us posted. Um let's
1: can I talk over the video for the scores? Yeah, my voice people. You okay. will
4: be able to. I will. Uh,
7: that's if not the goal anyway. The
4: show. So it um,
1: the
7: echo has gone. By the way, just so it sounds like everything
4: resolved itself. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to be playing music or now. Yeah, the echo has mm-hmm. gone right now. But hold on, here we go.
3: The High
4: score challenge.
1: Alright, well we have to log in first, of course, before we can, uh... (laughs) Alright, so we had a really great week again with uh, the game this week, which was, uh, as you know, Bouncing Boulders. We actually had had 15 participants, I'll get to that. So Ken Reichardt, 90, R. Allen Murphy, 130, Grant Lady, 571, Adam Tandy Guy 662. Mark B, 6.98 Canadian Retro Thing, 7.48 Mr. Dave, 7.91 Me, 9.56 uh, Tandy, Comic Computer 3 who's Rob Inman, 9.96 I missed that one, sorry Mikey, 10.54 David Ladd, 11.37 Alpen Grice, 14.92 O.G. Steven Strove 17.39, Cat Lord 18.21 And number one score Buck Owens with 64.63
4: ridiculous uh,
1: <laughs> that guy is a machine <laughs> so thank you everyone we, for, for this week was uh like i said it was a great week uh with 15 people that's um that is one of our uh, better weeks um i'm going to take
6: the screen if that's okay sure that whole thing was awesome which whole thing uh green screen and the oh next. good thank you it's all good Break.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the screen.
8: Uh, bring it back when you're finished.
6: <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, can you see
1: that? So this, this, oh, yes. so this was a submission by uh, by. Uh, um, oh my God! My name's blanking. Um,
0: Buck Owens. Buck, Buck yes. Buck, yeah. Buck Owens.
1: This was from the Rainbow Magazine back in the day. As you see, somebody back then got 10930 uh, wow. from Quebec. Uh, whole, very uh, Quebec has a lot of uh, Cocoa users.
0: Damn Apparently, foreigners coming in quite, here taking all our high-score jobs. Quite
1: the gamers, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, he also pointed out the review in Rainbow uh, for Bouncing Boulders. It got positive reviews Nice uh, for fun, fast, colorful, challenging experience it is highly recommended so this was from the uh april 2017 uh, april uh 87 i
0: believe did they spell calore properly in this one no
1: it's an american magazine so they spelled it oh. the uh the uh the peasant way okay so, uh, yes so uh
0: don't you mean ungrateful americans ungrateful americans. traitors
1: <laughs> uh, what
0: happened they I a, you, yeah, in. You, had a, you had a you minimized the video. It's down there, kind of yeah, small. Oh, really? You there. clicked the wrong there. button. That
8: Anything never that
0: happens. Can...
8: Never. <laughs> this okay. is a live well, show, unscripted. Anything that can happen. <laughs> level so that's six.
1: For so this was a this was another video by Buck Owens showing level six.
0: Yeah, his videos were very helpful this week. Uh, I was stuck on that level three or level four at first, and uh, so he posted some stuff in the Discord channel saying, here's a way to safely get past the level. What is he doing?
1: I've never solved this level. Now, so, uh, it also
0: looks like he's running this in the wrong colors too, because aren't yes. the colors supposed to be? Yeah. And that's okay.
1: That's all right.
0: The great thing about the color computers, we have many choices of colors to choose from. You can have <laughs> black, white, red, or orange. Uh, or orange <laughs> or blue, right? So, uh, And if you don't be like be orange able, and blue, you can swap them. Yeah, yeah, orange a or blue or blue and
3: orange.
0: <laughs> choices are limit. I, I think he was running this on a Cocoa Three. Oh, without the F one. All right, so, so right uh, now he's, he's pushing all like
9: in. all the boulders down to the bottom, right? Yeah, getting them out of the way.
1: Don't they reach critical mass that way? <laughs> I don't know. He got whatever whatever square God says he knows what he's doing. So yeah.
7: <laughs> i remember him mentioning that the 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 layouts of some of the levels are pretty well identical to the you know the official game that was on other platforms so
0: okay i'm sure he had some experience all right like so now what is he going to do here what are we doing the suspense is killing me at this point so do you know where this game originated curtis what platform it, it debuted
1: on
7: uh was it it Atari or the It was on the Atari before? and
0: Apple real early on. I'm not sure which one it came to. Oh, what the heck just happened there? Holy crud. What is going on there? Oh my goodness, They're, they fall through a screen and turn into diamonds. I did not know that. Look at that. It's an avalanche. That is um my goodness. I did not know that that it did that. <laughs> Those are the only way to get diamonds
1: apparently because I don't see any diamonds anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to revisit that. And what level? That was level six. Now, level level six six was where I was getting stuck. Okay. That's pretty cool. How
3: far did he make it?
1: Ultimately, his high score. This is a 50 minute video, so I'm just not going to play. I don't don't know if this is his high score run. Uh, What the hell are
0: those things there?
1: Level 17. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Level, okay, 17. level seventeen. <laughs> okay, you're, okay, you're so, watching now a so rub it in you're video. Buck uh, Owens of Borg.
0: <laughs> right now, see these 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 colors are actually reversed. So what we were seeing is that orange thing was supposed to be blue. So that might have been a water block or something. I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you. I don't know what
1: level this is. It doesn't uh, have it on the screen. No, neither.
4: It's a level we'll never get to. Oh, yeah, that Lord, have mercy. Oh. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I guess probably this game gets quite challenging if you make it past level four, which is the highest. Level.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have if you play it and you select ninety-nine lives, maybe you can
0: get here. I got that ninety-nine lives and a glitch ain't one. Um, okay, lava. Okay, so David says that should be lava. Okay, if it's lava, whatever the hell it is, but yeah. That this is just insane. This is just crazy talk. Look what's going on here. Level 19.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go to the end and see how far he got.
0: Oh, look at these. Yeah. Now, is this like a bonus round? Because it looks like there's just diamonds at this point.
1: So, yeah, this would be his high score run because he's got 6,000. Yeah. I will um, stick a uh, link to that in the. Uh, what an insane
0: score that is! Chat for those who are so inclined to want to watch it. Look at you, Nick Marotta! You just saw like real timing there. Did you just hit clear in order to do that? <laughs> real timing, multitasking.
8: He's got a real time clock too. See, that's oh, that's yeah, where I the forgot, code was more I efficient. I was
1: going to go over. Hey, there's our game next week. That was an oh. accident. Oops. <laughs> you
0: didn't have to say anything, man.
1: Oops. <laughs> 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 Fine-oiled
0: machine misses. What's the game next week? Okay, uh, the well,
1: uh, are we done talking with this one? I guess the suspense has been killed for the game next week. Say with that, guys.
4: <laughs> was there any tips and trips for you yeah, guys that I could Did we want to talk <laughs> tips on b- bouncing boulders?
0: I got a tip for you. Buy low, sell high. Um...
7: I, I think my I tip him. is just hire Buck Owens to play games for you from now on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it solves the problem. It's to have Buck
1: back <laughs> again. He, t- he, he t- took does. a couple weeks off. I was glad to see him back again. Hmm. And uh, it was good to see him number one. You know, he, he was really uh, he's been really trying the last few weeks, and it's good to see him finally make
0: it.
4: <laughs> He'll go far.
0: <laughs> what how, what what was <laughs> the preferred? Excuse me, controller of choice. I played on keyboard the whole time. Digital. Digital, Digital
1: gamepad and then pulse it.
0: Don't hold it down,
1: pulse it. And I found that was a good way to do it. It would be relatively responsive that way.
7: I know okay. I heard some people recommending keyboard controls over the joystick completely. Did, did any of you, the rest of you, experience that?
0: I, st- I, I played on a real Coco. I was playing on Coco VGA. I'm not bragging, just saying. But um I found that when I was using the arrow keys, I don't know if it was a latency issue or if it was just how the game mechanic works, but it seems like from the time I press and let go of a key, there was like a half a beat before it actually moved. So I had to kind of get used to the timing of the latency of this key springing to the actual game movement. And I found sometimes I would overshoot or undershoot or move when I didn't need to. So part of me getting into a groove was just anticipating the keyboard and game, um, you know, synchronicities that they would eventually come out to. Um, so but I've, I enjoyed the keyboard once I got used to that. I tried it on a deluxe joystick, and could not um, could not play as well. So keyboard worked for me for as far as I got, anyways, which is level six.
1: I am not fond of the deluxe joystick overall. I've been I playing, playing these few games like these last few weeks. I've not found it to be uh, as good as I remembered it.
7: I think it's what you get used to, though, because I, I didn't play much games with the uh, modern joystick. So the deluxe for me actually works better in my case. I've tried the newer ones, you know, Xbox controllers, etc. And for me, they just don't they don't feel right for me, but that's what I'm used to. I think it's whatever you get used to.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. So anybody else have any... Uh... I think
7: Buck uses an AI program instead of a stick myself. But, mm-hmm.
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an allegation Buck there, Curtis. <laughs> you better be careful. <laughs> I
10: suspect that Buck is an AI program.
0: Mm. Have
1: we actually seen him? We haven't.
0: No. Uh, Alpen Alp Grace says, I played on MAME with the Coco 3 and preferred keyboard too, uh, But he, he did not try the digital joystick, just analog before. Okay.
1: I found that delay you were talking about with the, with the digital joystick too, but I never, I never overshot with the digital. But I did find there was that delay before it would move. Gotcha. So, uh, all right. Have okay. we... Uh, are we are oh,
0: watching the show within the show at this point here. So, oh, yeah. why am I doing Inception, that? Inception, Inception. I
1: keep forgetting I'm, I'm live. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't just click around and. Okay. Sorry about that, guys.
0: Yeah. Are you still <laughs> sharing? Yeah. No, yeah, for now, because I'm going to reveal. It's gonna be okay. going to be a big the, the, shock. You're going to re reveal. What is next week's game? Anybody you want to put some money on no this? I have no
1: idea.
8: Cavewalkers. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Tetris. <laughs>
1: Oh, it wrong clip, wrong one. There it's we go. Just, name
8: that uh, game?
0: Can you name that game? Oh, I know what that That's is. a
7: prequel to Cave Walker, I think,
0: isn't it? That is thats is Mar- that Mario needed money and became a pole dancer. Is that what the famous <laughs> is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course it down. It's Downland. <laughs> Mar- Mario in oh.
0: Vegas, I call it. Look like Mario the Pole Dancer. Oh, okay.
1: So that is our game. Downland. There's a game for this Downland. week. And, uh, yeah, start anytime. Um, and thanks again for all your par- all you guys who participated. I appreciate it a lot.
7: One, one tip for download. Mm-hmm. If you're playing on real hardware and you have the cartridge, if you have a cocoa three, you will need the 1.1 version of the cartridge for it to work. The 1.01 will crash and freeze. Uh, that was patched when they re-released the cartridge. So it's fixed. The 1.1 runs on both, but just in case you have the older one, you try to play it on the cocoa three will not work.
6: So that'll give you a low score.
7: Yeah, you'll be rivaling your Jason at that
11: point. So. <laughs> I thought the wow. icons changed when they did that, didn't they? Or the the gems and stuff all got bigger on the second version of that.
7: I don't remember so, that, but I do know like the labeling changed, and yet that's one of the ways. You yeah, can I think the labeling. I was, was very so disappointed. The
11: label. graphics changed, and they weren't as nice looking as the original cartridge when I bought a
0: replacement. Just what? The,
10: what is the difference in the labeling? So. Uh, you tell
0: which one they have i think it's just a plain white radar. label on the uh, 1.1 version
7: yeah it's got the smaller graphical image on it, it doesn't and it, it probably it.
0: says tandy instead of radio shack 2 or to yeah so yeah
7: the, the graphical I know, I, I image I of downline himself the downline picture is quite a bit smaller on the newer version and the, on the old one it fills the whole label just about
8: i guess it's on once again i guess it's on the coco sdc
7: yeah, and if you download um, the one point one version, it works everywhere. Michael a- Eichelmeier has actually given us permission to do it, and he had some uh, interesting history about it, like the the game was bigger originally, and and a whole bunch of other things. So,
1: okay, the one that's in the actual STC image uh, that you uh, is not good, so you'll have to find it, um, anywhere, and we'll help you with that. All right.
8: Okay.
4: Well, let's take a commercial break and we'll come back with uh, intros and game on and news and oh. all sorts of things. So we'll be right back after these messages.
8: Hi, this
11: is Eddie Zurbinski from beautiful Quebec City. Vous écoutez Coco Talk.
0: As you're enjoying Coco Talk, we also want to remind you about the Coco Discord server. This is a place where people come to connect, to ask questions, to provide answers, to share information, and to socialize. So when you're done, why don't you head on over to the Cocoa Discord server, and we'll continue the conversation there. The easy-to-remember link is discord.cocotalk.live. See you on Discord! Cocoa123 is the Glenside Color Computer Club community newsletter that's been in publication since 1985. While the Rainbow Magazine may be gone, it doesn't mean you still can't have a cool Cocoa periodical. Head on over to the Glenside Color Computer website at glenside.com ccc.com, and then click on the documents link to view all the past issues of the Cocoa 123 newsletter. Not only can you read all of the past and present issues, we'd also love to hear some submissions from you. So if you'd like to send an article, a column, something to talk about, maybe even a program listing, send an email to glensideccc at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The Cocoa World Map is a cool community resource where you can view Cocoa nuts from around the world. Head on over to map.cocotalk.live and see where your fellow coconutians happen to be living on the planet Earth. If you would like to submit yourself to be on the Cocoa Map, send an email to cocotalk@cocotalk.live, at CocoTalk.live And we look forward to seeing you on the Cocoa Map. Hey guys, it's Stevie Stroh and if you've been watching Coco Talk for a while, hopefully you understand that everyone is welcome to join this show. You don't need an impressive resume to get on. You just need to enjoy the Cocoa and be willing to talk about it. There is no wrong way to Coco. There is no wrong way to be a fan of the Coco. There's no wrong way to be on Coco Talk. You just have to want to talk Coco. So if you would like to join us, then reach out to us on our Discord server, which is discord.cocotalk.live or send an email to Talk at cocotalk.live and let's get you on the show and let's talk about the cocoa.
12: Hi, I'm Tim and you're watching Coco Talk Live. And I'm playing Daggereth online like that idiot from the book.
0: Uh, can you can you dial back on the condescension there as you respond there? And we're back, everybody. Yeah.
4: Let's talk to our panel, and um, and then we'll see who's in the live chat. But first up, at the top left, Mark Overholzer. How are you doing, Mark? Hey,
13: glad to be here.
6: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here.
4: Glad to have you here. Uh, Next a man who knows a little something about dry wire. Mikey Mike Furman, welcome to the show.
9: Oh, just a little bit. How's everybody doing today? We're doing great here.
4: Drive wire. Drywire.
3: wire. <laughs> RS two thirty two. RS two thirty two SP
4: two six six. Next oh contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Delvo, who owns a garage that holds lots of Things, Ron, how are you today?
6: I'm doing pretty good. Doing good.
4: R- Ron's here, man.
6: <laughs> I'm here. I'm in the house.
4: And a man who, who is rivaling Ron Dolvo for the amount of stuff that he acquires and and features, and you can kind of see it shifting in the background there. Terry Steggy is here.
12: Hello, everybody.
4: Terry, are you okay? Is that going to fall on you?
12: Yeah, we're having an earthquake here. I think I
3: don't
12: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's rare in Wyoming, but we, I guess,
4: have them. Either that, or I, I smoked a little marijuana this morning. I'm not sure.
12: <laughs> I think we all might have.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, also, in the on the panel, my my segues are just not on uh, not on point today. But uh, but a guy who uh, who has a uh, MIDI and keyboards and analog and digital, and and he's also learning ease of use, David O'Connor.
8: Hey, everybody. It's uh, good to see this OS 9 background today. Looks good. Great.
4: Well, thanks for uh, being here, and I have a live demo later in the show on, on ease of use, so maybe it's something you might be interested in Uh, as a beginner to the platform very cool Um, but speaking of eou a man that needs no introduction so uh, we'll skip right over him uh (laughs) nick (laughs) he's he's l
7: curtis boyle hello everyone looking forward to seeing the
4: the demo i don't even know what you're doing with it today so it'll be a surprise Um, And you just heard from our extraordinary host, uh, who makes extraordinary videos featuring high scores and challenges to those scores. He's a man that must be named thrice because he's so nice. He's Nick Morota.
1: Thank you very much for the great introduction. And unfortunately, I don't see Nick Morintes here, but I want to draw attention to the fine trash can in the bottom (laughs) left-hand corner there. He's in the bottom row. Well you You see see there, Nick. I'm admiring the trash can.
8: (laughs) Everyone (laughs)
4: does.
8: (laughs) He's a bit squished.
7: (laughs) Especially if Nick reminds them constantly.
4: (laughs) And have you seen the trash?
1: That's what the operating system's for, really. It all comes down to the trash can.
4: (laughs) Speaking of drive wire, uh, this this gentleman finally um, Got drivewire working for me by doing a tutorial video. You know him as the original gamer, Stevie Stroh.
0: Good afternoon, everybody. Yes, I have uh, a simple two-step process where my Nitrous Nine boots up and puts itself in the trash can and takes me straight to Deck B. So, um. <laughs> I like it. Just shows the
1: efficiency of OS nine. I mean, That's Nitrous right. nine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, Deck B will get you access to that bare metal, and there's nobody who uses that bare metal access better than yeah. the Deck mad B was man. just created for the DOS command to get you into Nitrous nine. That's all I got to say on that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <So>. <laughs> the Madman Simon Jonasson, who who knows how to exploit the uh, properties of Deck B. How are you, Simon?
5: He's- Good, thank you. So long time so. Let's have a good show. Great. Hey,
8: it's good day.
5: Hi, Simon. Good.
8: Hello. It's good day to have you here.
5: I've <laughs> so, uh, probably got something to show you a bit later if you've got time, Frank.
0: Of okay. course. Very Absolutely.
4: cool. Um, next on our panel, we last saw him on the Oregon Trail, hoping that he recovered from that dysentery. It's Paul <laughs> Shoemaker.
12: Hi, guys. Nice to be back. Unfortunately, I don't have anything cool to show anybody today, but
14: um, I'll hang around and, and uh, have some fun with you guys today.
0: Excellent.
4: Sounds cool. good. Mobile, he's always on the move. His name's Coco Man, and he has products with switches and, and multiple switches and
8: just what else? Got switches. Yeah, tables, boxes. Well, I, I, I am out and about obtaining uh, essential services while on the way back from that, and
10: uh I do. Uh, but, but but what I was going to say anyway. But uh, I do have something to show off. Uh, I don't think it's probably not that cool, but I'll have that to show off later. And I do have one question: Does uh, does a haircut count as an
8: acquisition this week?
0: Yes, <laughs> I acquired one. Yes,
8: it depends which hair you got cut.
0: Ooh, look at that! <laughs> mm.
6: All right, hey Jason, thank you for your uh, switcheroo. Works great. Yes. Oh,
2: oh, thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. Thank you for
10: your support.
6: Yeah. How'd you like it? Awesome. Great. Yeah, and
1: good things about your stuff, Joey. You shipped Joey as well. Oh, yeah. To Joey, Joey as well.
10: And, and these introductions are taking so long. I've, I've, I've. I've crossed uh, into three
4: different states now during the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, I'm going to try to pronounce your last name here. Uland.
11: This is Uland. Yuland. This, this is my time land. Time. This is Uland. This
4: Welcome and, to I the have brought
11: the, and I have brought the rarest cocoa item that I can think of. It's Red Rubber Hammer. Nice. Elmar System 5. It's more dust than foam anymore, and I have no idea how it lived,
0: but there it is. Is that, is that the CPU re-socketing tool? Uh, we <laughs> wacky <you in laughs> the head at
11: the '95 Cocoa Fest with them repeatedly. I think that was the the game of the fest that year. Uh, yep. beating up the red rubber hammers.
3: Is that the,
6: for the MC10? <laughs> uh,
11: <laughs>
6: he says it MC10, so delicately.
4: Right. Well, thanks for being here, Patrick. Um, Mark B is here, our sometimes co-host, sometimes streamer, always a good guy. And Mark, uh, welcome to the show. Anything uh, you've got uh, in acquisitions or anything you want to tell us?
0: He's muted. I
12: feel like he's trying (laughs) to tell us something. I feel it. muted.
1: What's that, boy? Timmy's in the well? Is, that, is Timmy in the well, Mark?
8: <laughs> well We've Mark got a me, sign lang- You've never sounded need a better. Sign-
12: Yeah.
8: <laughs> need a sign language interpreter here. <laughs> Can we do charades? Uh, first and now word. the Our panel introduction. Story tonight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. For the heart of the first word. Three words. First word.
3: First word.
0: Sounds like all right. <laughs> Alright, we'll go on. Move on to uh to Brian's sh- show must go on.
4: Who hears just fine and makes terrific music, Brian the music man Shoebring. Are you out there, Brian? And how how's your uh how's your voice doing? I heard you had a cold.
15: Uh no cold today. I'm just down to the cocoa cave and just kind of like having lots of fun making <laughs> code
8: work on the cocoa. Testing one
9: too, <laughs> testing one. Nice
8: <two>. <laughs> bit of rainbow, I <laughs> <laughs> All right.
9: Ooh, good code yeah.
4: Great to hear from you, Brian and Mark. Anything you've got to say for us, Mark B?
12: Oh, uh, this this week I'm uh, trying to uh, do some repairs on my uh, backup Cocoa Three. It looks like I got a bad eight volt regulator. Oh, making right. it run real
4: hot. All right. Oh. Well, uh,
3: so so we far can... so
12: good. It's running running now. Just yank the regulator out. <laughs>
4: Great, well, <laughs> that
3: <laughs> we'll come back
4: to uh, to to you and uh, and that uh, regulator.
0: It's unregulated at this point, right now.
8: That's right. Yeah, just feed it. Just feed it twenty volts. You know, doesn't explode? It's just an extra
12: part. Didn't really need it.
8: Yeah, what's <laughs> will <your laughs> the capacitors? It's running.
12: Explode. Hey, it's <laughs> running back there.
4: <laughs> well, calling in from the sub-ether... He's a man who knows the meaning of life, and it's seven times six. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Alan Huffman, and I think you're on mute, Alan.
16: It's uh, it's great to be here again. I also wanted to mention that I, too, have a Delmar debugging Ooh. tool. Oh, wow. Look at that. So there.
12: It suddenly is not other. nearly as rare as it was a minute ago.
16: It <laughs> still looks so like it went past. So. They practically were giving these away. Oh, wait, they were.
6: <laughs> is it made out of foam or something? What is it? Foam oh, it. yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> well, great. Well, thanks for being here, Alan, especially with our OS 9 theme today. Uh, a man who uh, knows a bit about code and makes Stevie's head explode. It's uh, Mr. James uh, Diffendaffer. How are you doing, sir?
11: Doing well. Great googly moogly. This is taking forever.
4: <laughs> how is this any different from any other week?
7: Actually, uh, we're ahead of schedule compared to most day times.
4: Great. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, from down under, he's upside down, but he he knows how to make a trash can or two. Uh it's Nick Morentes.
1: Good day, everyone. Yep. Another another day, another show. And uh can I just uh Apologize in advance for the next uh, person who's who's going to be announced, uh, David Ladd. So, for everyone who's going to listen to the next bit, <laughs> we're sorry.
8: Yeah, don't don't also turn down your mics because it gets rather loud. <laughs> 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 oh, Nick, you're not upside down here, Nick. You're up the right yeah, way No, I know. You're starts. the right way up, too. Everyone else is upside down. I don't know. If- yeah, yeah, yeah. Something going on there. Is David All right. Ladd there?
14: Why, hello, everyone! Are we ready for this show to get started? Well, I guess we already have. We've had the game on already. So are we ready to get the rest of the show going down the railroad tracks and hopefully it doesn't get derailed any further than it already has? Are we ready? Hey, let's get it going!
1: I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs>
4: All right. Well, why don't we Curtis or uh Nick, are you ready for the game on news segment? We'll do some some gaming news. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. Unless cool. well, that's it, Curtis,
1: I just sit back and listen.
4: I've got it all queued up. So <laughs> Nick's my uh, moral support.
1: That's right. <laughs> you got Cut. this, Curtis.
4: We will play the intro. Okay.
7: The challenge this week, unfortunately, as, as some of you know, my dad passed away this past weekend, so I've been busy in COVID times trying to help arrange a funeral and stuff, so that's been taking a lot of my time.
6: Well, sorry to hear that. After, yeah, after yeah,
12: absolutely. Condolences. Yeah,
7: it wasn't unexpected. He's been kind of declining the last while, so they actually gave us special permission to actually go see him in at the care home here the last few days he was alive, which was good because we hadn't seen him in a few months because of the lockdowns. As as you all know, the health uh, the care homes have really been hard hit, pretty well worldwide. So, they were our, ours locked down early. They haven't had a single case, which is nice. So we didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, it's been a bit of a time. But anyway, <sighs> enough dwelling on that for now. Let's get on to some game stuff.
4: Okay.
5: Uh, okay. Let me keep it away. Screen. And
4: I've got the first game up. Okay, I got to wait for you to. Oh, I, I was. I'm already displaying it. Do you want to just. Do you want me to? Oh, do that? okay. Yeah, I had a few of them queued up fast forward, but if you
7: did that already, then yep. uh, I'll just go on to the description. Did you get that third one from Marlon Lee, too?
4: Yep, I did. Kay. Can you see uh, the screen? Yeah. Okay.
7: Okay, so Marlon uh, Lee, who uh, I mentioned last week, finally returned to the Cocoa community. He's been away from his, doing his videos for almost a year. He's been just knocking out the Cocoa ones here the last while. So he did uh, a set of three Miss Pac Man clones for the Cocoa one and two. Um, and he's Not quite sure which one his favorite is, but the first one he did here is Spectral Associates Miss Gobbler, which uh, features some of the different mazes. It has fruits, but they don't bounce around. It does have a little teleport trap thing that uh, if you hold down the joystick button, you won't go through, but actually will instantly teleport you. And this one is pretty close to their original um, Gobbler game, Ghost Gobbler. Um, The only change was, you know, there's a little patch of red lipstick on the Pac-Man, no bow (laughs) or anything. Um, it does have the bouncing fruits. It does have multiple mazes, it's a pretty decent game. Um after I complete the three videos here for Marlon, we'll just kind of get a quick vote from the panel. Which one is your favorite version of uh, Mrs. Backman. So
0: this one looks pretty pretty good. Yep.
7: Yeah. It was the first one I ever had, so it's it's definitely you know, probably first in my heart that way. But
0: I like what they did to achieve the like four-colored ghosts, right? So you have basically two solid and two hollow. But that gives you the four kind of personalities. And then at this point, then when they go like this, they just turn white when they're in kind of power pill yep. mode. That's a cool and they do have it. the
7: eyes tracking, like they, they shift their sight okay. of, you know, vision when they're changing
0: direction, et cetera. So
7: but bouncing free and anything else, it's a pretty, pretty close clone. I mean the mazes are quite different, but
0: yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep,
7: And then the second one he did is Miss Maze, which is from Tom Mix Software. And this one I think, is probably closer to the arcade. If the mazes are pretty close. Um, it does sort of have intermissions. It's not the full animation intermissions, but it does play the music from it's each It's the music of it, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's in this one, the fruit don't bounce around, down, but yeah, uh, it yeah, actually but has you know some multi-voice music stuff that actually kind of makes up for it. It runs a bit slower, a little bit less smooth because he's using some uh, multi-voice even for the eating of the dots. So it, it basically slows the CPU down a little bit. So it's a slower-paced version of the game.
0: But the uh, the bow awesome. on the head, though, looks a little bit more... arcade Yeah. And
7: a little bit of eyeliner, too, the good yeah, slanted yeah. eyes. So
0: Remar- uh, That That's maze like, is exact. Yeah.
7: Yeah, and it's got all the mazes, too. I've actually
0: been... It, honestly, you know. Miss Maze kind of looks like David and drag, if, as you really study this closely. <laughs> so.
7: Yeah, it's got that same sheen on the head and everything.
3: <laughs> <So>.
7: <laughs> but yeah, I, I think out of all the three here, it's probably the closest visually and and sound wise because it does use the multi-voice music that's from the arcade it does it for the intermissions it does it for the main intro so it's a pretty close version of the game a little bit slower paced though i mean they arcade game is definitely f- faster
1: all four mazes yeah.
7: yeah yes it does all right and the last one which he just put up this morning actually is called uh, miss pack and this is actually by somebody who we've had on the
0: show before mr terry steen killer of couches oh
7: so this was a and D software release. So this is that tape magazine where you could pay like fifty-five bucks a year on cassette or seventy bucks a year on disc, and you got a whole whackload of stuff. You got some games, you got some utilities, you got some you know applications and stuff every month. So this is one of those quote almost free games, and uh, it's actually good pretty job. good. It's got the floating fruit. It's got the different mazes.
0: Yeah, and the ghosts change colors. Mazes are a bit different.
7: Like you know, this one has two uh, warp tunnels to go back and forth. So yeah, that's neat.
0: I think the original arcade did as well. Yes. On the first um, yeah, one of the later levels or was the first one? I can remember. The first level did, yeah. Okay. I've played it in a while, so. Yeah, this is good. All right.
4: We
7: should actually get him in to talk because we always talk about some of his other games here, but this is one we haven't actually discussed yeah. too much with him, so.
0: All right. Nice. Yeah. Going to it's the good next. to see Marlon Lee back on YouTube again.
7: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've, I've actually gave him a bit of an invite to get him on the show, but he hasn't responded yet, so okay. I'll keep bugging him. The
4: next one I have...
7: Is Roger Taylor? Did I? Yes, Roger Taylor, of course, is the guy who did Matchbox Coco and Mr. Coco, et cetera. And he's been testing various programs to make sure they work. And he actually stumbled on something in Xenix. Um, now, it's mentioned in the documentation for Crystal City, for example. If you hit the one to four key, you can actually skip some of the levels and, and you'll start on a different level. And that works on Xenix too. It did, now, the levels are not officially numbered, but basically you can jump. I think it's some like four screens worth. So if you want to get to the levels where you start seeing the big monsters that are coming across or when the screens start to shake all over the place every time you get hit, if you strike the 1 to 4 keys, you can actually jump you know, up to 15, 16 levels ahead and actually play the game. So some of you who are not that skilled at the game but want to see some of the stuff we keep talking about playing Xenix, like some of the boss monsters, uh, some of the uh, the special effects that come on, mm-hmm. on on the later levels, this is your way to do it. And I I hadn't realized I had realized this a long time ago, but totally forgot about the fact that Xenix supported that same system that uh, Crystal City did. So that was kind of cool. And Roger's not normally known for you know playing games all that much. So it was cool that he found it.
0: I'm just curious why he posted that in a Nitrous Nine group when it's technically it's an RS DOS game, but still good to know.
7: I think he just did did that by accident. He might have even meant okay. it for the Matchbox Coco group or something, and just yeah. happened to be there when yeah. he posted it. Yeah, I've been known to do that.
4: Yeah. All right.
0: Okay.
7: Uh, Next up, Jerry Young, and we've had him in the chat here before. Pitfall Jerry. Uh, Yep, Pitfall Jerry. Uh, He did a live stream last Saturday, and unfortunately I didn't catch it at the live time he was doing it, demonstrating a version of Dragon Fear 2 that he himself has modified and approved for the MC10. Oh,
0: nice.
7: And he's actually got the code listing on the lower right you can see there, and he actually explains the changes he did, what they accomplished, so it's kind of a, both a, a game tutorial and a game demonstration as well as a coding and, and patching a game demonstration
3: mm-hmm.
7: and it's, it's it's like an hour long so but it's, it was pretty cool and it, I, I I think this is the first time I've seen him do one of of this type where he actually does actual coding normally he's been demoing you know the thousand new Jim Gary games from last week type thing but uh, in this case here, actually goes through some of the coding practices on the MC10 and, and some of the things he did. So that's a, that's a pretty interesting tutorial, and it's not, you know, high-level difficulty stuff. But for somebody who wants to learn to program the MC10, this might be a good video to start. We can kind of watch them live, do it with a completed yeah. program.
0: Yeah, neat. Uh-huh. Dragon fear two, fear harder. Fear harder. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay.
0: More fear. More fear. To double the
7: fear. And this here is the download. He's got the source code for it here, if you want to fiddle with it. And he's got some of the other projects that he's actually been involved with. Uh, he's modified a few other games previously, too, that you can see down near the bottom, like Sub Hunt, etc. So if you want to uh, download some of his stuff, Jim Geary's actually got a competitor for downloadable MC10 games now. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Did he get permission to do this? <laughs> uh,
7: yeah, I think actually Jim was giving him some <laughs> tips
0: and stuff, too, to be honest. Okay. all right. <laughs> the competition heats up. That's
7: it. Jim's not really com- competitive that way. He'll, he'll help anybody. I mean, he's written OS9 stuff. He's written Kogo stuff. He's written MC10 stuff. He's just, he's a machine like Buck Owens is playing games.
5: Right.
7: Neat. Next up, I th- believe Alan Huffman can pipe in on this because I think he's the one who discovered it. Uh, Jim Allard, who's quite famous. Um, you know, he's a very high up person at Microsoft. He was part of the people that founded the Xbox part of Microsoft. He's been various other companies and high things. He's actually joined the Intellivision a group that's actually going to be releasing the brand new Intellivision Amico game console. Mm-hmm. And he had his bio here from the announcement, and he actually mentioned that he did a version of Lemonade Stand for the Cocoa. That was his first computer, which I did not realize. We've had a couple of famous people that's been discovered that have started with the Cocoa. I think the other one was the guy who founded Netscape recently, Mark Anderson, because he actually had a letter published in Rainbow. Now, uh, have you been able to find anything else out, Alan, about... Uh, we're trying to find well, the le- version of Lemonade Stand he's talking about, and I, I haven't mm-hmm. found it yet.
16: Yeah, I have not. But I did find a reference in an interview from 2006 when he was with Microsoft. And he did specifically mention he wrote this game when he was 12. That was Lemonade Stand. And it had the quote, I was I should have waited 10 years and called it Sim Lemonade. So it doesn't <laughs> Sim have,
0: Lemonade. That's funny. Yeah,
16: it, it doesn't mention Color Computer, but it says he was 12 when he did it. So it might not have been a commercial published program.
7: Uh, okay, because I did find some other Lemonade Stand clones, and I played the original
1: Lemonade Stand on
7: Integer Basic on the Apple II back in, like, 79. So, Yep,
0: it's one of the old standards.
1: Yeah. yeah, I played it on the Combo CBM in high, in high school.
16: Yeah, and Jim Gary ported one to the MC10 sometime in recent years. He's got a video on YouTube, but I don't know what his source was.
7: Yeah, and there was a clone of it published in
16: Rainbow. I'm trying to remember what year it was, 84 or something. I found one, but it wasn't August by 1983.
7: Oh, 83, okay. Yeah, a from
16: Iowa. It's called Iowa Lemonade.
7: <laughs> I owe a lot of money, but anyway. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, speaking of Jim Gary, uh, Jim Gary released this uh, port of the uh, demo adventure game that George Merr published in the July 1982 Rainbow. And this was cool because the following month, August 82, was the very first Rainbow I ever bought, and he actually had a program there called Adv Maker which is the skeleton of what this game uses. And it's basically a framework in basic to set up your own adventure game with the rays, you know, predefined and stuff. And then you just fill in room details and object details and if-thens if you want to do certain things. And I actually ended up using this program that you're kind of seeing demoed here as a basis for my Ring Quest game. I just added graphics to it. So I had an extra array that had, you know, draw statements to draw monsters and rooms and stuff like that that I entered in the Rainbow Contest and surprisingly actually placed in. So uh, this, this one kind of hit home with me because this is the program that I based that on. And that was the very first published program I ever had. So it's a pretty pretty cool. And if you guys want to learn how to write adventure games, August 1982, Rainbow, the article by George Murr that this is based on is, is a very good article on, on explaining how to do it in a very nice base, basic program framework to get started. Very easy to use. And next up, there's three videos well, here from Michael Pitsley. Me- uh demonstrating some more of these multimedia you know early cassette-based multimedia with the motor on audio on commands, uh doing Disney stuff. So he's got Mickey's alpine Adventure and he did two videos. He did short vowels and long vowels, which is two parts of the same game, two different subgames, I guess you'd call it. So he kind of goes through it demoing And then he also has the telling time with Donald. And of course, if you have the audio turned on, you can actually hear, like, you know, the actual Disney characters speak, and there's narrators and all kinds of stuff. There's little bits of animation. And they're all educational. So these all came out around the eighty-three, eighty-four time time frame. And and are pretty rare gems, I guess. I mean, they were I remember seeing the advertising catalog, but you know, educational software when you're a kid, who wants to play that? So it's uh, it's kind of fascinating to see these now because I didn't realize at the time they were multimedia, and we've been actually seeing Michael review and, and play through these the last few weeks on the show, and it's it's been quite a education Should to learn about all the, the multimedia uh, the games audio? we had back then. Yeah, if you want to throw it on for a little bit. Hear anything well it depends on what what part of the game sometimes it doesn't actually or you can switch to one of the other ones I can think the audio is right a simple it. Sign,
15: monsieur? He plainly says stop
3: but it doesn't
4: hmm. did you hear that <laughs> yeah okay
0: yeah this says stu- is this like in French like stupid
15: see it's spelled S-T-I-P. That is correct, mademoiselle. S-T-I-P. Stop.
3: <laughs> but, sir,
15: well, stop is spelled S-T-O-P.
2: The sign is incorrect.
9: Impossible. A
4: typical French.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Impossible.
0: Impossible.
7: There's there's a old robster in the controversy. Yes. <laughs> how you say how you say you
0: say uh, stop. Yes, it is a stop sign. We. Oui. <laughs> and here's
4: another one.
1: The address to send your angry feedback will be up at the end of the show. <laughs> Spelling
0: with long vowels. <laughs> All right. Spelling with long vowels, is that what that said? Yep. Vowels,
3: yes. Ah.
8: <laughs> Long oh, no, wait, not bowels. Not bowels. No, <laughs> the, <laughs> the large intestine. No
3: <laughs> Don't worry, boys.
0: Don't worry, boys. You need a translator for Donald. Uh, boys uh.
11: had packed <laughs> each item on the list, they had placed a check mark beside it on the page. But three things had not been checked off.
3: What are does that story?
7: I love Donald's voice, absolutely. Now, did any of us here, because some of us are the right age that these would have came out when we were in school? Though, so, mind you, I think some of us were probably a little bit old for this type of thing at the time. But uh, did anybody here actually play these back in the day?
4: It looks
0: familiar. Was to me. Too old. I ne- actually sold negative. these. Did you? Who was that?
11: Yeah,
7: Brian from, Brian yeah. Shubring. Yeah. yeah, when I used to work at Radio Shack. Were they popular, or like did just schools buy them, or did parents buy them, or what?
12: Uh it was more for the kids and that, uh but you know, parents who, and whatnot, but uh it didn't really catch on a whole lot in uh in this area. In other areas it was uh a little bit more popular, like uh, especially down in the Texas area.
0: Well the the quality is really good. The production yeah. value, the artwork, the uh, the recordings, you know. Um so and, and the cost to get into this, you know, cassette player was pretty cheap when it was like sixty dollars for a cassette player. these were probably maybe 15 to thirty dollars to buy. So this would have been an affordable way to get some good stuff on your cocoa, and I think that was one of their selling points. They wanted to make it seem like an educational tool, and I believe mission accomplished here with these products. I think some of us might have been a little bit past that age group when we started. We were probably you know I was like 12 to 14 when I cocoed but um, However, uh, had I had this when I was a kid, I would have enjoyed it.
8: Yeah. What year did uh, this um, come out, supposedly?
7: 80,
0: 83
7: and 84. Depending on which one of the series the Cuckoo you're
0: talking Bird. About. Yeah, it would have
7: been about I'm assuming,
8: I'm assuming all the audio on these is like you know, motor on audio. Yes, one from, yes. The set? it's yeah, all,
0: yeah, all yeah. cassette relay
8: based. Yeah. How does it go – say say your cassette pl- – I suppose the cassette player wouldn't load the program if the speed was wrong. But if the, if the speed's slightly wrong, um, is it possible for them to get out of sync and, and, and like stop at slightly the wrong spot? Or did anyone ever experience that, or, or were they pretty it, good? It
7: could, and I did have some third-party cassette records that were a little bit off. Um, but I think they left enough gaps between you know, an image showing and then when – and it would actually speak, and then before the next one showed...
0: Do you know, it, did it actually it load itself. the image data off of tape, too, or was all the graphics preloaded, and it just paused? As far as I know, it preloaded a program that drew the graphics. Okay, when, so it wasn't like it had to I, load uh, the artwork.
16: Yeah, but, when I remember playing with these probably at a Radio Shack because there was a black hole, in, and it played the music from the movie and had dialogue, and I think all it was doing it was listening for silence. So it would open the cassette. It had a general... Time and then it would listen for silence. It's kind of the same trick we used to use with carts at the radio station, but we'd put an inaudible tone on there, so they could have done something as simple as that. It would play the audio and wait for there to be a silent gap, and then it would know that it was done. You know, when it have some general time.
8: So I didn't didn't realize you could actually access the uh, uh, like like the audio is obviously going from the cassette into the TV speaker through the computer, but I didn't realize to sample the DAC right. They've got yeah, I
10: so the didn't realize that you're still bringing in
8: what do data.
7: Yeah, because yeah, we used to digitize you... stuff off the cassette deck, too. I remember utilities yeah, to do
0: it looks that. Like Terry's stuff. holding something up. It's kind of hard to see, but we're not. Um,
3: we're
12: not yeah, I've got this set of those. Um, I have not seen this one before. It's called Math Probe. That's Space yeah. Probe Math. Sorry. sorry. Having a blast with the new Math Probe.
0: <laughs> I think so. it, didn't we covered yeah, that one yeah. last
7: week. I'm trying to remember.
0: Yeah, that's the one that's kind of like the black hole one.
12: Yeah, yeah I like the black hole one. Like, and, and I'm so
0: going to avo- he- avoid the obvious reference of probe and black hole. I'm not going to go there. Wait, yeah, we're instead. not self work <laughs> here. So. Uh, too <laughs> <laughs> and, and was it mentioned that uh, other computers
6: didn't have this ability at the time?
0: I think we mentioned that la- la- last well, week, did, or I, week. Are yeah. you asking, did, did Tandy market that, Ron? Is that what you're asking? No. Oh, uh, because honestly, that would have been a missed opportunity. That would have been a great selling feature saying, you know, other computers cannot do this. So I don't know if Tandy marketed it that way. Not <laughs> so that I recall. <laughs> the things that we can see that no one
8: else can right now, uh, luckily. <laughs> so can, in, in, in basic, can you use like a peak command to actually look at the deck and see what's coming in through the audio? Can you? I've never Alan, do you know? That. I'll have a, a peak
4: command?
8: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the audio is coming All through right. the computer onto the TV, so I thought maybe there's a peak command that can look at the deck to yes. see what's happening so that you can Yeah, we
16: used point. audio on, and whatever played on the tape would play under the screen. Uh, I used to write a program that would sit in a loop and do audio on, audio off, and go to, and it would give you a kind of a Dalek sound, and I would use that for doing simple uh, voice processing. Um, and there was a peak that just uh, checked the deck to see if there was anything there. And it would either be jittering or it would be either ones or zero. It's the same thing you would peak when you were recording um, audio through the cassette port. Yes, yep. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I never got that far. I did do some did, demos. Um, did most digitizers anything that did a digitizing? What did it use? Did it use the cassette port or did it use a joystick did, port or what? You could Both, do a one-bit
16: sample through the cassette port, and okay. that was published in Rainbow. And then you could do a six-bit sample using the joystick port. Um, I think Jeremy Spiller had an article in Rainbow called Analog to Digital and Back Again that I think used just the cassette port to do digitizing. And I remember typing yeah. that in and then modifying I it. Used to having I used that
10: and I remember digitizing a Van Halen track. <laughs>
7: Yeah, and I, I, there was jump? another one in Hot Cocoa that did the 6-bit DAC through the joystick port that did a recording, too. And it would actually slow it on the graphics screen so it would record 6K of data through the analog port and then you could play it back.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, it's kind of hard to hear you guys over the cassette so, there. Uh, that's okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, this is neat, though. Th- this is definitely a unique application of the Coco's ability to mix audio and bring in an extra source and output it through the RF out. You know, we had the cartridge line to bring in audio and we had the cassette uh, different ways to bring in audio. And I think these were unique features that not all other systems have.
7: If you guys remember Rockfest from the Rainbow, it was a a list of, you know, some of the the big bands of the time in the 80s and it had their logos. There was two of them, I think, in two different issues. But I actually took one of those. I could put Van Halen here and I'd had an audio cassette with one song from each band. And I'd actually run the program. It would, you know, hit Van Halen jump or something like that, play that through switch to 38 special then bring you know teacher teacher or something like that and i actually made a whole cassette that actually would put the logo of the band playing the song by the band and mm. you can let it run for a full half an hour
5: that's cool yeah yeah,
3: yeah.
5: if we're talking if are talking about audio here
0: um you know uh, anything about a uh, coco audio simon by any chance no nothing at all
5: um can, can, can i demo something for you guys here can i share my screen
4: sure
5: uh, yeah you'll up, need to oh, stop is, is this the demo that you threw up on facebook and uh, yeah but i'm going to show you the what's behind it
3: okay
7: okay because i i'm going to be covering up the regular news too if you want to wait but if you have to go well, quickly no,
0: with now. we can uh, take a break from disney here for a second <laughs> we're we, we, we,
5: this go was ahead. perfect timing because we are on audio and we're on samples and stuff like that so i thought this is perfect time for this yeah, so grab the, yeah, yeah.
4: Grab Absolutely.
5: the screen simon okay hey, let me grab a screen Sorry if my icons are all the place. It looks messy and whatever, but it's just me. So what I'm going to show you first is um, the video I posted on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Um, Share. Mm
4: -hmm. Right. Should be able
7: to. Make sure to click sound, too.
5: Screen. Share. uh, yeah, my computer's obviously gone AWOL, yeah. Right.
0: there we go. We see a Windows wallpaper. Go.
5: Yep. Yeah, my wallpaper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
8: lovely.
5: It's very okay. unique. <laughs> and move you like about. So here's the sound stuff. Listen to the dish load on this, if you can hear it.
0: Yeah, we hear it. No man, that sounds good.
12: Yeah. Now, your message said that took forty-eight k.
5: Forty-five k.
3: Yeah,
7: I'm assuming you're you're using samples of different chunks. You're putting them together in sequence to create a longer track. Yeah. And I'm assuming yeah. you're using 1024 mm-hmm. byte uh, sectors to load in that fast because the disto did the same thing. Uh, uh, I can yeah,
5: no. everybody talk?s I'm using. I'm just using normal 256 by 6. Oh, are disk. you? Okay. Yes, I'm just using a special loader for it. Um, let me... Are you doing like
7: read track then or something? Or?
5: Yes. No, I'm actually not doing read track. I'm just doing a special interleave on a okay. normal disk. So let me share... Um, look, actually, what I want to share here is um, to do this... I came up with a VB script to do this, um, to to take a sample and to section it or or to convert it to four bit differentials. Um, And then I gave it to Paul Fiscarelli and Paul Fiscarelli actually made a VB.net utility to do it 10 times faster. So I'll show you that utility fast. So if we just grab this utility and then I'll grab part of this sample. I'll just go like scared. You seeing this? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to move your, sorry, I've got to move your screen about so I can. So Look I can at this. Stay.
0: That's very cool. You can tweak it okay. for
5: Cocoa one or two.
3: Here, don't, don't be scared, don't, don't be scared, don't, don't be scared.
5: So you're seeing, I can just drag stuff into this. Neo (laughs) likes it.
8: (laughs) Sorry about that. We should should sample (laughs) Neo.
5: I can just drag stuff into this and go. That is really cool. Yeah. So you're like sequencing everything. This is part of a tool chain we're making for the spuds. And it's a Paul Fiscarelli tool. Uh, yes, backed by, oh, sorry, originally using my code, but turned into something else. But yes, there's a Paul Fiscarelli tool. He is an animal. Yeah, well, you were, my code.
8: You were, you were saying what, these are 11.025 kilohertz or something? Um, yeah, or
5: it, they... this is 11 kilohertz. Yeah, yeah, nice. If I take if I take the original, the way I sectioned it, this is Audacity. I'm just going to do a. Um... Yeah, Nia likes it a lot. See each track.
3: That's cool. Yeah.
5: That was very cool. Um, Question is how do I get rid of my. Uh... <laughs> how do uh, I've got to stop sharing. No, I won't stop sharing. I'll show you the code behind that. All right. Um, I'll show you... Uh,
7: I, I will mention, like, using those little snippets and kind of linking them together to make the full song is kind of how the mod player that Sockmaster did too, except it's, of course, doing up to four at once, but it does the little same thing with little samples. Mind you allows pitch shifting and reverb and other things you can apply to them, but it works on yeah. the same principle of of taking these little clips and then just reusing them over and over
5: to keep the memory size down. Exactly. Um, but this is this is the actual code behind what you're hearing. Wow. Sorry, Spuds, that was it.
0: That's neat. That's cool. Mm, mm, mm. Very cool. It is when you when you think about some of these tools you guys have, how much time that saves. Like you can just grab these samples in here and then generate it as Cocoa code. And I know people are working on tools to do compiled sprites for you uh, and generate the ASM code for automatically. So having these um, extra augmented things that you can run outside of the Coco to rapidly create things for the Cocoa, it's got to make life so much easier, right? You saw,
5: you saw the way that I could just drag a sample into a yeah, amazing. program. And, I and just, bang,
7: you got FCB statements. That's cool.
5: Yeah. I could just press mm-hmm. test, test, and it would fire up VCC and test it for you on VCC. It's insane. Um, cool. And the other part of this tool chain, and I think Mr. Frescarelli would probably hop in at some point. The other part of this tool chain I'm making for you is a sprite compiler, and it is wicked. Wicked,
0: it's wicked. That's cool, Simon. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Brilliant. It's good to see you again, mate, too. It's been a while.
5: Yes. Well, Absolutely. real real life gets in the way sometimes. Absolutely.
3: Yep. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, do we have more Disney now? I was, yeah, I'm was. i really jonesing for more Goofy and Donald.
4: <laughs> no, we're done with
0: Disney. <laughs> oh, yep. shucks. <laughs> and now we're playing that Gorsh. game like that guy. In the book.
7: <laughs> so this one here is somebody who's new to me, anyways on on YouTube has just started playing a series of Dagrath, and apparently, apparently he's planning on on winning the game. They're kind of doing little bits of commentary as they go. In their very first run for an hour here, he got to level three, and then then, then died. But uh, he did a pretty good run here for a straight through, and he's like I said, playing a continuing with and actually trying to win the game past level five. So. For Daggerath fans out there. Uh it might be He's a channel to watch. Daggerath like that idiot from the book. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you tone it down a bit, Steve? Um work yeah. <laughs> 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 of you, you know. Yeah. Still one of the greatest games of all time.
0: Absolutely. Not one of the greatest game of all time.
7: And that's one that cross-platform, like people that Never liked the Coco. That's one they admit was way ahead of its time.
0: Yeah.
7: And the last one here Cuthbert Dragon, who's been, of course, uploading a ton of Dragon games. And you know, a lot of them are Coco ports. So you'll see a bunch of PMO3 versions of games we're used to seeing in artifacting mode. Uh, but they have a couple here that uh, are a little bit rarer for us to see. Um, the first one of those would be called Mind Out, which I think is on the left on the bottom there.
8: Yeah.
0: Mind Out.
7: That's a base game. It's actually got, I like this. It has, you know, adjust your color to make sure they're correct on your TV. Kind of like the program that Jason's yeah. been
8: doing. CRT there too. The yeah. This city.
7: is uh, the, the Cuthbert dragon channel does all the recordings off of real hardware on a real CRT with a camera propped in front of it. So it's complete, with, retro reflections. Experience.
0: complete with background reflections on the CRT, right? Yeah.
8: He's got the camera synced well to the CRT. No yeah.
0: Record. You don't see a lot of the uh, wavy line stuff on there. Hmm. This is Bill. Well, look at Bill's wagging his tail. That was cool. (laughs) I am so easily amused. I guess, right? (laughs) Simple things for simple minds. Uh, (laughs) Safe. Good
8: band. Great band. (laughs)
0: <laughs> don't you forget about <laughs> me now david
8: no <laughs> i'm still alive and kicking <laughs> so it's, it's kind of loosely
7: based on minesweeper you'll see in the upper left it'll say safe which means your surrounding area is safe And occasionally, it'll say okay. one mine or two mines and you have to try oh. to guess which way to go
0: oh look at that yeah that's neat it um you did it oh so you have to just navigate the minefield one side yep. to the other okay that's that's speed neat speed bonus it yeah. kind of has like a dig dug snake feel to it as well, right? Your carbon. Oh, wait a second. Now you can see them. That's this so is
7: the fun. replay to show where you went and where all the mines oh, were. Oh,
0: that's where the mines were. Now, I like how it scrolls down like that. That's a cool effect. Yep. Mine laying. <laughs> it says laying. And
7: uh, mystery bonus. So you get some mystery <laughs> bonus. You don't know what those are, but you know where they are. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good take on the mine rescue style games because it's yeah. actually got some innovative gameplay to
0: it. Absolutely.
4: Like Looks two cub-
7: three to mine, so which way do you go? Looks too kobayashi maru
0: to me. It's like I wouldn't want to play this. Nice <laughs> night.
4: Some sound too. All right.
0: Neat. And he escaped. Escape with your life. I
4: think that's it. Just press
7: just press clear.
0: Just press clear. <laughs> yeah. All right.
7: And then the next one on his page that I thought we'd take a look at is the dark pit.
3: Much just like hit like back a and then, yeah. yeah.
4: It's a dark pit.
5: Yes.
7: Yeah. Now, we have seen this game. Oh, you're, it's up above uh, the Mind Out. We have seen okay. this game before on, I think it was High Retro Game Lord or something, a year or two ago. But he didn't really know how to play it. This guy knows what he's doing. Wait so he actually goes through screens no, and screens of that levels.
0: That's a split screen. There was graphics and text on there. Yeah. That's just a, a VSync timing thing. Wow. Now this is cool looking. You
4: want to go back and see that?
0: I want to see that. Yeah, look at that. You see that, folks? Graphics and text on the same screen. It's like peanut that butter and jelly. That might be just drawn. I'm not
7: sure what color mm. that's. If that's red or dark blue or is that black? Yeah, it's How's kind it of done? hard
0: to see, but it looks.
7: He could have done the, of... the VDD. No, actually, I don't think he could have done the VDG trick because he would have had no green border around it.
0: Yeah, uh,
7: the text should have got to be graphics. Yeah. So
0: maybe that's P mode four. Then he's mixing P, P- mode four and three possibly because that looks kind of high that, resy.
7: That he possibly could be doing. Okay, switching to the two color mode to make it it's impressive hmm. and the sound in this game isn't too bad but the, the the fact that he actually manages to get through all the levels and he gets the keys and he's opening the right doors and he's you know picking up all the treasures he actually did way better than high Richard game He actually goes through like dozens of screens in this place yeah uh, the, i like the,
0: the brick and mortar with the red and yellow here actually work out well
8: hmm And is this is realistic.
0: realistic hey look out for those freaking oh. pissed off faces <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. those are some mean dice all around me i see pissed off faces and then you can actually get um, a weapon
7: which i don't believe high retro game oh. lord ever got to work so you can actually shoot things but you have to pick up the ammo and stuff first
0: oh you got little oh. pack dudes pack ghosts and get prizes to pick up this is neat oh look at him hmm. yeah
7: and there's quite a few screens. So I don't know how about the total is, but I've seen at least, you know, a dozen or two dozen in this playthrough alone. So,
3: yeah,
0: it's very kind of linear, pattern based. So it reminds me a lot of the AGD type stuff where the things just move on that track. Yeah. Um, but that can present its own challenges.
7: And there's little, uh, you know, so you know, shapes in the background drawn from the maze elements itself. Like they'll draw I don't a big know, is happy that just, face. Was that
0: and, just like a European thing? Because it seems like a lot of the Spectrum games were like yeah. this. A lot of the BBC games where it's just you have this path trajectory that the things continuously kind of bounce on, um, but they're all timed out to where that that still work to to navigate that.
7: Yeah, there seem to be a, an extraordinary amount of the maze slash arcade games where you have to like yeah. solve the maze type thing. So yeah, I have noticed that too. I don't know like the engine is based on uh, yeah. it, but
0: it's just an observation. I'm not, you yeah. know, trashing that idea.
7: I mean, I think every, every country or every, you know, area has its own favorite, like North America, we tend to do the arcade style. This was popular in, in Britain and Europe and, um, yeah. you know, Japan had of course their whole set of cutesy things. They usually did.
8: If that's yeah. is that a, I'm guessing that's either RF or composite. That's really a clean signal. Or is it RGB? It looks
7: like. Yeah. I uh, know this is off a of TV, so this is not, yeah. not RGB.
0: So you yes, can't. it's see just a regular
8: TV, the, so it must you be can composite. See,
7: like the line. It's PAL, mind bit. you, if yeah. that helps.
0: Yeah, neat. Neat game. All right. Cool. Short attention span. Next.
7: Okay. <laughs> All right. So well, that was it. That's <laughs> the end of game one. So. Okay. All
0: right. Cool.
14: And
7: now these messages.
14: Hello, I'm David Ladd. Thank you for watching Coco Talk, yeah. the world's leading live Coco Talk show.
15: Good night. This is Nick Marionettes. Croiky. After you buy Gunstar. Stop right there. Okay, fine. After you bought Gunstar, go ahead and buy your copy of the Coco Fest edition of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. It's a quarter of the quality at half the cost.
14: ESP 8266-01 RS232 TTL Wi-Fi network four pin din fitbanger DB9 PC IP drive wire drive wire drive wire
15: Not yet This portion of Cocoa Talk brought to you by Placeblex Dietary Supplement. Yeah, I don't know where you Placeblex, fought to help you with your floppy life. Don't yell at me. In a world where hard drives rule and floppies are superfluous. One man. One legend. Well, oh, it's an empty. F- oh, one old yeah. fart uh, dared to learn the, the floppy to and took the brunt of jokes. All right,
4: I'll look for that one. Then.
15: All hard drives and SSDs died, but the floppy survived. And the only man who knew floppies became a legend once more. Floppy Life, the David Ladd story. This summer, straight to YouTube.
14: Eight slot MPI, Floppy Drive, Coco SDC, Sound Speech Pack, Orchestra 90, RS-232 Pack, Modem Pack, Super IDE. You start adding all those together if you want them all usable at the same time well guess what you just went over the four slot mpi david lad oh i'm much happier breaking stuff from
15: around the world what you need to know get caught up on news when El am critical
2: and we, muppet news flash
7: okay Of course, the first story is Simon's uh, players on Facebook because he put a couple demos up of that playing. So I don't know if if we need to replay those or not.
4: All right. Well, let's start with this screen. Um, So we did just
6: talk about Simon. Yeah, but we couldn't hear him because everybody talked over it. (laughs) Uh, Everybody be quiet. Ignorant.
8: ignorant,
2: Ignorant.
4: Be quiet. Everybody. All right. So, do we want to play that then? So we can yes, please, please. Okay. Please. okay. Uh, I think I can do
2: it.
14: And mute that. everybody so everybody can hear it.
4: I think we played
8: it twice that's cool all right holy clip, crap clip, My so subwoofers yeah. rocking
0: yeah clip so nice you must play it twice uh, <laughs> Yeah. The,
8: the, the low end on that was really
16: really good yeah
0: even yeah, on my I, headphones
16: i had to i had to turn my speaker down my neighbors would get mad wow
0: yeah <laughs> good job simon
8: i'm actually i'm using my mastering headphones here they're like a thousand dollar pair of biodynamic headphones and they Go really low, and that went really low. Is that a thousand
0: Australian or American?
8: Um, yes, thousand Australian.
0: That's like two dollars, like,
8: yeah, two dollars yeah.
0: <laughs> cheaper cheaper than a five dollar ukulele. Yeah,
4: <laughs> all right, here's another one. Shh, everybody be quiet. Shh.
0: I give up. Who's back? (laughs) I think Shady's back. Shady's back. Okay. Can I I tell somebody? Can I tell anybody about that? Backstreet's back. All right. Sheldon McDonald had a farm. (laughs)
6: You know, these look like God. Disc brake pads.
8: <laughs> they kind
10: of do. I right? <laughs> had not say it. 3D print your own brake pads. Uh-huh. Up next. <laughs>
8: It'll last for one stop at one intersection, and then you'll go through the next <laughs> one. need another car. <laughs>
10: I think it only last for half a stop.
0: What kind <laughs> of
14: plastic do you use for that? You know, what,
0: you know what they said when they used those brake pads? Stop right there. Oh, so.
8: brake there. Uh, hi <laughs> <bio. laughs> Running to the caboose. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right, Curtis. We
0: lose you Curtis guys are too. very juvenile today. Curtis is muted. We need to unmute him. If you guys could tone down the juvenility, uh, our audience would appreciate that. No, leave Curtis <laughs> muted. <Okay.
8: laughs> what is it, My unmuted, no? You are. Yeah, yes. no. Okay. No.
7: <laughs> so anyway, Sheldon here has, has put up what he's considering his final designs for the Coco Gamepad cases, and you know a couple of different sizes. I think, Stevie, you've got a couple of the original prototypes. That
0: you yes, on the the show one like the ones so. on the left, ish. Yeah,
7: yeah. Is there a favorite out of these four designs for people here? Like, do you like the jagged edges, or do you prefer the smooth? I like
0: or? the actual smoothie one.
8: Yeah, so do that, I. that
0: looks kind of more like Sega Genesis style shape. You know,
8: I love my Black Beauty. The smooth one looks a bit classier, I reckon.
7: Yeah, I think so too. Now, did can, anybody notice he three D print the smoother? Does he have to like sand it to get it that smoother?
0: Hmm, I don't know. I'm not experienced um, with
7: three D printing, so I don't know if you can do curves like that normally.
0: Yeah,
15: with David David Land has
12: yeah,
0: one. Yeah, you can could. Spin. You could print curves
15: like that, but how how smooth it is is another thing.
12: It's a filament no, like, printer. Usually, you have to sand them, but if it's a resin printer, they're usually pretty pretty well cured when when it's ready to go. And it's ready to go.
8: I'm looking at the edges of my one of my Coco SDCs here, and that's um, I don't know whether it's I think it's printed that way, but the the, cur- the rounded edges are really smooth, nice and you know. nice. <laughs> yeah,
11: All right. There's just the striations from the layers that you can see, but. As far as each individual layer being nice and round and
0: precise, you can do that. Okay, cool. There you go. I like. So
7: anyway, he's it. pretty close to getting ready to release them. So,
0: so is he going to offer to four different models, or is he going to settle in on one?
7: I I don't know. He doesn't really say that here. Um, he said he he'll reveal the final ones. I solder it all together. This last version is a lot smoother to hold. So okay,
0: they're neat, and I've used them. I like them. I got cool. a couple. Yeah.
7: Okay, next up, um, Richard Harding. Now, last week we showed this diagnostic dragon board that Phil Harvey Smith has that you plug into this card slot and you can use it to test the dragon. Mm -hmm. But we didn't really know what at all it covered. It actually covers quite a bit. So there's a screenshot here from Richard Harding who's actually been using it to test and fix his dragon. If you scroll down, there should be...
4: I don't see anything.
0: Just hit clear, Rob.
4: Yeah, just hit clear.
7: Yeah. Okay, let me see if I got it on mine.
0: Yeah, I was noticing that some of the permalinks did not take me to articles. They took me to, oh, you're, you're not even a member of the group. That might be why you're not seeing the permalink there.
4: Yeah, well, it's, you
0: know, it's not a Coco
4: 3. Error, wow. What can I do? I, if if you sh- a- let's stop the sharing for a
7: second here. I can show it on mine because I've got it linked on mine. And I think it's because you're not a member of the group.
0: Yeah. All right. So they so got they, they, has its privileges. That's it. Dragon Group has really high standards, Rob. Really? So that's why you're not yeah. in there. So, uh,
4: there you go. Go okay. ahead.
0: It is a private group, so must be a member. Can you guys see that? Yes. Uh, hang on. I see it.
4: Yes. Sort of. Yep. Fixed. Go ahead.
8: Well, there we go. Okay. Yes.
7: So this, this is showing some of the tests that's actually done, and you can see it's actually checking for, like, spurious non-maskable interrupts and spurious FIRQs and stuff like that. So it's actually checking to see if chips are firing when they're not supposed to be and stuff. So this is a very sophisticated testing program and hardware that it comes with. Um, and, you know, RAM testing is kind of a bit more standard. And then the probe is for that Dragon Plus uh, version of the Dragon as well. But it has, tests like uh, the IRQ signals and cartridge signals and all kinds of stuff. So if if we ever get a diagnostic tool like this for the Cocoa 1, 2, and 3, I think it would help a lot of the people that, you know, buy one off eBay to figure out exactly what's wrong with it and, and you know, possibly be able to fix it. So um, I don't know if there's any plans for him to do that to make a Cocoa-specific version or maybe some of this stuff works on the Cocoa because they're so similar.
0: Let me ask a quick dumb question here. Yep. Um, And I don't know if we have all the right hardware people on here. But so, unfortunately, in order to diagnose bad RAM, you you kind of can't if the RAM is bad and it doesn't boot, right? Because, you know, we have some of these Cocos that boot up with weird text on the screen because we have a bad RAM chip and stuff. So... Is it possible, I'm just thinking out loud here, could you have almost like a Cocoa on a cartridge that had its own CPU and RAM and had its own output capabilities where it could boot up, scan the Cocoa motherboard and tell you what's wrong when the Cocoa can't, right? Because isn't isn't one of the problems of this diagnostic that if the Cocoa can't boot, it really can't tell you what's wrong with the Cocoa, right? Well,
7: if you remember from last week when we showed the actual board that plugs in, it's actually got its own LCD display on it.
0: Okay, so it is doing that. So I think sense. it
7: can do some of that. I don't know to what extent. I don't know enough details on the hardware board itself. And my understanding is it actually can do some tests that normally would be impossible with a straight ROM card.
0: Okay. Fair enough. It would be neat that it had its own kind of external cognizance where it would know things that the Coco couldn't know if the Coco was not. I do know it has its
7: own LCD display built onto what she showed last week. And then that way, if your screen's not working because the VDG is dead or the RAM where the VDG is trying to write to is dead, it would still be able to write to this diagnostic. Gotcha. Okay. So that part, that, that,
0: that does address that. Yes, yeah. that. Okay.
7: And I'll just stop sharing now.
3: And
7: okay. to you. Now the next story I'll just read out because uh, unfortunately this post has been removed. This isn't a, you know, a permissions thing because it's dead for me now too. But Curtis F. Kaler had posted on the MC10 Facebook page a program utility and he had versions available for download at the time for both the MC10 and the Coco that would list all the files on cassette and kind of give you a cassette directory. Oh, so we're nice. dealing with cassette images or real cassettes or, and you had a bunch of programs on one tape image you could actually go through and get a listing of them all. I would tell you if this one's basic, this one's assembly, etc. So if you're trying to find stuff on you know, a horde of backup tapes from 30 years ago, you had a way to do it pretty nicely. So unfortunately that post was removed. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, TJ Bay Chris, who's actually in our Discord now, uh, has this uh, video showing uh, OS9 Level 2 booting from OS... or two OS9 from ROM and this is from the Cloud9 ROM kit that Boise had made way back in 2003 or 4 something and kind of based on his original Coyota project where he actually had a Cocoa 2 with a special boot ROM in his uh, Toyota truck and would actually monitor parts of the you know engine and what it's doing you know through the serial port so but he goes through the whole thing of burning this on the EEPROM and also demonstrating that you when you turn on the Cocoa with no cartridge attached at all it's just the straight Cocoa with its modified ROM. It just boots straight up into uh, uh, OS9 Level Two with a very limited couple of commands, and it boots up an 8K RAM disk, so we can you know, run a few brief things. Um, and he shows here from ordering it; like he ordered it years and years ago from Cloud9. He it got it installed, and there's versions for the Cocoa One and Two, and for the Cocoa Three, so you can you can use it on any of those machines. I don't think this is quite as useful as it was back then because with the s d c you can boot up pretty quickly with and you can change that whenever you want. you don't have to burn a new ROM, but uh, back at the time it was actually quite quite cool and if you were a heavy o s nine guy this was a way to you know not worry about this silly disk basic crap that you know Stevie uses all the time and jump straight into a real operating system, so it was
1: kind of cool. <laughs> is this news or an editorial both all right just check it's
7: an opinion piece there you go.
1: <laughs> this has been a
7: cocoa talk editorial, yeah. The right opinion, of course. but Uh. (laughs) Anyway, it's a pretty fascinating video. So, And on a bit of a side note, he released a second video too. He actually upgraded his Model 16 to running an unreleased uh, version of Xenix that uh, Tandy had commissioned to get programmed. And it was just about done. And then Tandy kind of dropped supporting the Model 16. So it never got officially released. And the person that originally wrote it passed away. And then the uh, code was found in his old disks from somebody that bought out the stock of all the stuff he had. And it's now available I, on one of the tier city websites now. So anybody you have model 16s, you want to get the version of Xenix that never got released. The latest version, it's actually available. So he does a lot of really cool videos. So I'm glad he joined us in Discord. Okay, next up, uh, Darren Ottery, uh, another Aussie. And I believe, um, David, he got this cocoa from you, didn't he? Yeah,
8: that's right. So he kinda of sanded
7: it down, painted it in a kind of unique color, not the original, you know, silver, but not totally black. Kind of slight. Um, he's got a Cocoa three keyboard in it right now. He does want to replace it with a, a more, you know, Coco one level keyboard to make it, you know, a bit more closer to the original. But I thought his, his paint job actually turned out quite nice. Yeah. And and David, yeah, did you have any history behind this computer that you wanted to kind of mention? Like how he yeah. got it from
8: you, et cetera yeah it actually, um I got that from America. I can't remember where i got it from now. It's I see I it from uh, one of our one of our crew anyway. Um, and yeah, it came over. It had a cassette um, unit bolted to the top of it originally, so it had holes drilled in it, and it was a little bit scratched up and everything. So uh, Darren actually had to actually sand it right back and then fill in all the holes with bog. <laughs> and then uh, go back and, and paint it all. So, But it's an NTS because it came from America. It had the melted keyboard in it originally, uh, which it came with, um, and it came from a school over there. So it had the name of the school and everything engraved into the top of the case as well. So it was—it was, would have been quite a task to send all that back. Um, but the, the history behind that was um, I was after a, another Coco 3 for my Coco 3 into Model 4 case project, and Darren was after a, a Coco 1 because he didn't have one. Um, and I had that, and he had the COCO3. His COCO3 wasn't working, it just came up with a green screen, um, and I knew that before we got it, and, um, but we agreed to do the exchange. Uh, that COCO1 wasn't working originally either, um, it had it developed a fault um, where it wouldn't boot properly and it was just the, the 6847, so I replaced that with another 6847 and got it up and running. Um, yeah, so so we did an exchange there, and both ended up with something that we wanted, and uh, didn't have to exchange any money except for the postage. so cool
3: yeah,
8: that's,
7: well, that's what we like to hear. Like a lot of people have been complaining about you know eBay people that are trying to sell cocoa threes for hundreds of dollars and you know basically just jacking prices up, but actually seeing a couple cocoa people just exchange stuff when they need it type thing and not have to go through all this rigmarole is is a a pleasant thing to hear about rather than, you know. This Cocoa 3 is selling for a $1,000 on eBay type thing.
8: Yeah, absolutely. And the, the Cocoa 3 that I got from uh, from Darren in exchange for that, uh, the fault turned out to be faulty RAM. It had the 128K stock RAM in it, so I pulled that out. And, and I had a, a, a tandy 512K bank here that I'd pulled out of my other Cocoa 1 uh, – sorry, Cocoa 3 that I'd upgraded with a 2-meg boomerang. So I stuck that 512K of RAM um, into the one I got off Darren and up it fired. worked great. Mm-hmm.
0: Have a new, we have a new term here from David Lord. This has not been retro-brighted. It's been retro-dulled. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, retro-black just sounds too bad. So.
8: <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah, next uh, step,
7: Jason Downs posted this just to make us all jealous. He's actually got one of the first prototypes of the Gimme X that uh, is giving a limited release for software developers here from Ed. So he actually shows it here, and then he has actually got it installed. And,
4: and this is a good photo down here. <laughs> yeah, that's Patrick. pretty well the rest of us at this all point.
7: Right. <laughs> now, I've been watching on Discord. He's been doing some tests there, and there is a f- couple of, of glitches. Now, some of them were kind of expected. Like, Guardian is a game that uniquely uses a weirdly weird mode between the SAM and the VDG that uh, expands the screen. Like, all of the, the semi-graphics modes are 32 bytes wide normally, no matter which one you pick. Guardian actually uses a really wacky one that changes it to I think it's 42 bytes wide, and it does the center of that 42. And Guardian used that so it didn't have to do clipping calculations to scroll aliens off the screen. It would just basically it displays the middle 32 and the outside bytes. You can just run the alien off and then just shut it off. You don't have to sit there and mask it and figure out I only need to display the right side, not the left side, and all this other crap. So it is exhibiting some issues. And he also mentioned that uh, Protectors 2, which uses the little animations of the, the people you're rescuing by using different slices yeah. of the lines in your text characters. Apparently the Gimme defaults to the T1 VDG style character set. So those were all shifted to make room for descenders. So mm. protectors too, the people aren't showing up right now. I know in the Coco VGA, you can just load in a new font with the original VDG set. And then that would work fine. Mm. I don't know if the gimme X has that capability or if there's a way to switch the alternate um, set. So I, I don't know. We'll have to talk to Ed to see what the, if there's anything that be done about that or not.
6: Sure. would be cool if Ed came on.
3: Huh?
7: Yeah. yeah, it yeah, sure absolutely. would. Yeah, we've would, all invited him, but uh he occasionally shows up in the chat. That's the best we can get, but I don't see him in there right now.
0: That is neat. The, uh, He's on Discord, so you can you can reach him on Discord.
7: Yeah. No, I just mean for as a public service, so that people can just ask questions all at once, because some people you know aren't on Discord. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. All right. Regarding the Gimme X, too, I uh, I, um, I was on the beta program. I actually still technically am on the beta program for it, um, and was really looking forward to receiving my Gimme X. Um, but both my uh, Coco threes, a PAL Coco threes, and apparently the Gimme X won't physically fit into a PAL Coco three. So uh, I think um might have to organise something with Ed and see if I can maybe ship him over a, a PAL motherboard or something. Maybe do an exchange for an NTSC one, and then he can have a PAL board there that he can work on to to come up with a modification, and maybe I can you know have an NTSC one here. Yeah, and I get it, a like X
7: I, I can't remember what the inside of a Coco three PAL looks like, but how much different is it? Like. Is it just because it's going to hit another board or another chip? Like, maybe you just need an extender to lift it up higher. Maybe you can't put the case on it
12: or something. I'm not sure.
8: Yeah, keyboard, I think it's that kind of thing. It's keyboard connect
12: to the starters.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, yeah, there's, uh, and there's other things like that. Yeah, there's components in different spots on them, like the, the, the C86 or whatever it is. You've got a snip for the RAM. is isn't near the RAM on a cocoa 3. It's actually near the GIMI. Um So there's little things like that, components in different spots, and no doubt there's you know a few components that will <laughs> – that are clashing so uh there's something maybe i can work out with ed and we can nut something out to uh, to get a pal version of it up and running
7: okay uh, jason's actually in the chat right now he says hey now i was just posting as a public service not to make people jelly well <laughs> they didn't work you made all of us jelly. So <laughs> anyway totally. thanks for testing out some of the stuff here we're kind of getting some ideas some things that you might know, asked to either address or at least you know see if there's a way to fix it um, so that's good to know. I, I'm on the beta program too, as is Bill. In fact, we're planning on doing some, you know, support. We're probably going to release a nitrous nine 5.1 way before our uh, beta six is out, which will have, you know, some bug fixes we found in, in the current version, but also to put a, uh, some basic support in for the gimme X, like using the extra clock speed, maybe, you know, adding a couple of the modes in for the um, covdg so people can write games using the 256 color mode or something fairly limited at the beginning here because there's a lot of stuff we have to rewrite anyway next up uh jerry stratton and we've had this on before we created the uh super basic which is basically uh a modern looking language that you write in like using your modern style and then it'll convert it into disk basic code and we kind of demonstrated that before it's actually written in python i believe Um, but he's actually made a manual for it and he's got a kind of an updated article with some sample code and some of the new instructions and stuff that he's got in there. So you can kind of see what the original code looks like versus the new code. And I think Alan Huffman had tried this in the past and was pretty impressed with it, but he's actually got a a manual uh, that he's got up that he just posted here in the last couple of days. And it's actually available as a physical book off Amazon. If you want to get a printed copy of it as well, uh, which is on the second link I, I gave for this story.
6: That's cool. I friended him and invited him to the show. So we'll see if he comes maybe next week. Who knows? I think he
7: has popped in the chat once or twice. I don't know if he has in a while, but when we first talked about it the first couple of times. And Alan, I think you said you you had some pretty good experience with uh, using this back when you first tried it.
16: Well, it was a real easy way to write something as if you were using a modern language. And if you don't really care about what code it generates behind the scenes, it's a heck of a lot more maintainable.
0: Yeah, so there's a a basic code that got generated from that. Okay. This is an programmable DOS,
6: right?
7: No, it actually runs on the PC side. Then you you run this code through it and generates the code for a Coco. That little clock face he showed up there. Sorry, go ahead.
16: It would be fun to combine this with some kind of optimizer that could redo your code and move things around and pack it and squish it before it goes to the machine so you could write something that was easy but that could still end up being pretty fast.
8: Yeah. So what are we So what we looking at here is something that uses a modern language and then recompiles it into into Cocoa Basic. Is that what we're getting at or have I missed something here?
1: Interprets it into, yeah, basically translates yeah, basically
8: it. Basically, that's what it does, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. It lets you write it in a more modern, like, Programming environment, and then it translates that into normal extended basic commands with line numbers and two letter variables yeah, and stuff. Yep, yep. So, yeah,
12: but, but, but will it work underneath OS 9 though? <laughs> but I think oh, it's it written in there.
7: Python. So, if somebody ports Python to OS 9, yeah. sure,
6: Well, you're seeing it through nitroso 09 right now, that's right. Yeah,
8: there
7: you go, <laughs> in a window, yeah, on using window. one of those fancier gimme X modes, apparently, that's right.
8: with a really nice trash can. <laughs>
4: so, <laughs> Problem.
7: anyway rob the next link should be a link to his book on amazon you can just show the cover there quickly just so that uh, there it is <laughs> super basic which ron rob uh, ron actually found so mm-hmm. and that little clock he's got there the p mode four o'clock yeah that's actually the sample program from his page that he he shows that's as a the demo it. that generates that so
8: cool.
7: and i think exactly. it's five dollars for the physical book on amazon and the ebook version is free so wow
0: that's very affordable
4: <laughs> no, with rising entertainment costs
0: that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
0: uh, well, next up, is let... Terry still on the call? Because I might have let him introduce this. Oh, this is... this is uh, We're enabling this person's... Uh, <laughs> <at> this <laughs> point. this, this person has what I would call a quote-unquote problem. A problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <so. laughs> I have
3: multiple we're problems. That,
7: <laughs> and yes, that means we're jelly just like with Jason. So.
12: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually... Uh, <clears throat> Remodeling a section of my house, and I decided to organize all my TRS 80 stuff. Um, needed to segregate it from the Apple Commodore and all that stuff. So I decided, well, I've got it looking pretty decent. I'll go ahead and take a few pictures so- and put that on my Tandy Shack. I hope to have it uh, um, actually displayable and uh, Uh, everything working and turned on um when i get done with my remodel so everything working
9: and turned on at the same time hopefully (laughs) (laughs) so wait now uh, oh my
10: gosh the whole neighborhood lights are gonna flicker Yeah. so when are you getting the electrical upgrade
12: well actually i am putting in a bigger circuit breaker (laughs) and i'm putting all the wiring in uh myself i've upgraded to or i'm working on upgrading god dang it wiring's expensive
3: <laughs>
0: yeah i think a nuclear mm. power plant will, might be enough energy for this there you go
12: yeah, yeah these don't tend to like
7: solar i've found <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway so as far as segregating to... your other equipment like your commodores and stuff there's this brilliant trash can the nick design that I think. Would yeah
1: cool.
3: exactly
7: <laughs> so.
0: So you' right you're, you're practicing proper retro distancing you're keeping all the crap away from the cocoa so it doesn't get infected right so
12: I'm really <laughs> going to do it because I'm throwing it all on eBay
6: <laughs> <laughs> so do you have uh, another wall f- filled with the other computer stuff that we're not you do seeing?
12: actually it's um I've got probably six more shelves like that with all the other stuff, but um, they just aren't as pretty as anything Tandy or. Or S eighty. Uh, so they didn't. They did not get the love that this stuff does. Yeah. Ah. I know. I did notice you cheated a little bit. You have some dragons in there too. So. Yes. Well, that's tandy related. Yeah, and I have a brand you new one in the box coming. So I'm. Uh, dang it! I can't. I need to stop in the middle of this you have, Yes. You. You. Myself. You need help. Yeah, I do. I need help. <laughs> Perry, First step thing. is
10: admitting that you have a problem. Well, yeah. Well, and the next is to give us all right? the
8: excess stuff. For- okay. Enable the rest of us, please. It needs a flux capacitor to run at 1.21 gigawatts. Mm,
0: absolutely.
8: <laughs> uh, next up
7: is Terry Trapp, our second Terry on the show. And this is an update to, uh, we t- actually talked with him, I think, was it last week or the week before? It was, about uh, his, we uh, did a
0: Sunday night thing and he joined us. Or
7: yeah. Sunday night, right, yeah. So he's trying to figure a way to replace a salt chip, which was a custom Tandy chip. In fact, there's a discussion in the uh, comments here about who designed the original salt chip. And he's been trying. That's one of the chips that's fairly hard to replace. And he's actually been working on you know doing a, a clone so that you can replace it if it does die in your Cocoa One. So he's actually looks like he said basically here. It he looks like it's basically working now. Um, I, I'm not sure like if, if he's planning on making a, a much smaller version of the board to sell or or make it you know a, a reprogrammable chip or something to duplicate it at some point. But he actually has the hardware working now. So that's and neat. unlike last time, he didn't blow anything up. So that's good.
6: How often are these a problem that they
0: go?
7: I don't know. Does anybody else know that? I'm not really a hardware guy. My one Coca One here how, doesn't. How have How
0: resilient that. is the salt chip? Hey, we have yeah, a so question for Terry Steggy from Kevin. He wants to know if you're married. I'm assuming that that he's interested, but he wants to make sure. Do you have? <laughs> is there a woman in the house that's that's tolerating this? problem of yours. So
12: <laughs> I've been married twice, but I do have a, a girlfriend that's that's living with me now. So okay. she does tolerate it, but luckily she's pretty short, so <laughs> she fit under these tunnels.
6: <laughs> she doesn't listen to this show,
0: does she? Yeah, right.
6: And so
12: not this one I'll make sure of that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pete Willard says they have been known to fail these salt chips. So oh yeah. yeah.
8: Was, about marriage. It was only the cuckoo ch- it
7: was only the Coco 2s that had the salt chip wasn't it? Was it the one or
12: the two? I, I can't even remember. No. To be I think, I think there was the, no the three has it, too. Does it? Yeah, yeah because, okay. because I
16: sent some to Bill Noble for uh, one of Curtis's. Mm.
0: So I wonder right. what Ed Snyder's doing in his custom Coco 2. Because Ed yeah. Snyder has a, a Coco 2 clone.
8: Yeah, yeah I th- but the the chips themselves only really require pretty standard voltages. So, I would imagine he wouldn't need to do a, a special. I power think he would do something more computer.
9: modern. Yeah, yeah, require an ancient chip like that. That's no, that's okay. almost but, I- impossible to get.
8: Yeah, back you can build, in the- you can you can supply the the, the, the necessary supply rails to. So to it's run basically those like a voltage.
0: A, it's a voltage regulator. In a pretty sense. much,
3: yeah. They yeah. okay.
11: used that and a pass transistor for the original power supply. So back in the days, we abandoned that and just went with five and twelve volts and abandoned the original power completely. And we didn't need the salt yeah. chip then. Okay. But that's requiring a PC style power supply to power everything, which you don't want if you're just wanting to fix a cocoa.
7: Yeah, that's back when everybody was doing repacks and stuff in like you know tower cases and things. So,
11: gotcha.
0: Okay,
4: okay, and we
7: have and the last one here. Um, this is Boise's uh, episode two of his Color Coco Collector series on YouTube, and this episode is covering one of his Korean Coco twos, which is kind of a middle middle age one because it's old enough to have the Radio Shack label, but it's modern enough to have the full travel keyboard. Um, and also has the normal VDD chip, not the upgraded T1 lowercase chip we were just discussing. So, uh, pretty pretty kind clean. of goes through it. He does a little bit of his cleaning of it type thing. Takes a we'll to part, kind of show you some I'm things. Going
12: to go through and wipe it really good. Surprisingly, it's clean, even though it's been sitting on the shelf. But um, still going to wipe it down. A little bit of dust is showing up on the baby wipes. If you recall, in episode one, I talked about how I use baby wipes to clean color computers really good way of doing it. The moisture picks up the dust and the dirt and the grime really, really well. All right. And I've turned over the cocoa. T- board also it also has uh, crack that
0: crack soft crack baby strip. bottoms feel on the keystrokes. <laughs> sure
8: does. I actually, use, I actually use baby wipes to clean stuff in my workshop as well.
0: And a very pleasant scent afterwards. And that's right. <laughs> so Zooming in on the RAM chips here, you're showing off the the yeah, he kind of goes through and explains the chips, like you know, yeah. this is the color basic And and, the and by the way, Boise's oh on. Boise's back on Discord, and yep. we had a nice chat with him the other night. He jumped on our voice chat and just kind of got an impromptu history of Drivewire because Mike was on. We were talking about Drivewire and how I'm getting into Drivewire now, so it was really cool to hear to kind of the history of Drivewire from Boise's perspective. What you know, what he wrote it for himself to serve a need that he had. Um, so it's kind of cool to get that backstory. So it's um,
7: And he still well, supports the Mac version of DriveWire that's written in Java too, doesn't
0: he? Uh, well he has the yeah, I mac
7: guess his version
9: there, is f- Mac version is either I don't remember if it's written in
0: um, not
7: Java, something uh, else. Objective
9: C like like or Swift or something uh, Swift. like that. I think oh, no, it's
0: Objective yeah. C. Objective C. Objective C. And it's it's supporting the sixty four bit mac OS app model now too. So which is important for you updaters. Um, what, What's amazing is none of the screws go on the floor. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And, and there's there's none left over. Yeah. I typically always have Ron's left over. Hardware
11: <laughs> sessions go. <Yeah. laughs>
7: and speaking of drive wire, he actually demonstrates running it on this particular. Well, he does it with everyone just to make sure it's working properly.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a nice implementation he's got there. Drive wire. Mikey. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, need to get some gooey stuff I going. Pictures going there, like this.
9: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think your
7: reaction pretty well answered that
9: question. <laughs> somebody, somebody know uh, you know JavaScript and uh, CSS better. Uh-huh. We could do. We could get together and do great things for <laughs> PyCharm. I think. I really think it should be a web implementation.
0: Nate, that is cool looking.
9: And that is the end of the news.
0: And that's the rest of the story.
4: So why don't, so don't
0: we do... You- Let's take a moment to welcome the new members to the Color Computer World Map. This week, we'd like to say hello to Dan Loyal in Seattle, Washington, and Grant Blowdow from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to the Coco Community. If you'd like to be added to the Cocoa Map, visit us at map.cocotalk.live. Welcome back, everybody, to everyone's favorite segment Who's New to Discord? This week, we'd like to send a welcome to Terry Trapp, Glenn Jerome, OS Niner, Boise Pete, Color Computer Store, Princess Lizzie, Polaria Poyan, Carl Loken, Travis Pope. Firehawk, who's a main contributor, Jim Rye, JB318, Jason, Shark on Wheels, Bruce G., friend of David Ladd, Pat from TTR, who hosts a TRS-80 Discord server, Lance C., Jim Rayburn, Norinia, David, Grant B., Horrid Cola, Cole, Bill Pierce, Roger V., Bob Ebert, and Adam C. Also a special thanks to David Ladd, Rob Inman, and Alpen Grace for boosting our Discord server. You can join us on Discord by going to discord.cocotalk.live. All right, we are live. All right, guys, we're back. We are. We just hit crash. <laughs> So we are back. <laughs> we are on the, we're back on the air. Sorry, a little technical Nine? Oh, brought, brought to you by Nitrous <laughs> 9, remember. Brought to you by Nitrous <laughs> 9. Is this,
7: this is what when happens when you try to run Nitrous 9 in a virtual Windows machine. You should be running the real thing where this does not happen. Yeah, that's right.
0: So <laughs> yep. this, this, oh, Curtis, this, sorry, this portion of Coco Talk is brought to you by Deck B. Always there for <laughs> you. All right, so uh, <laughs> that's why we have backups.
7: B, of course, if Stevie's running Windows, I fully expect this to happen again. Uh-huh.
12: <laughs> that's all right. We still have a backup. All right, Not so we're back. Nine, we're, of- we're
0: on the air. Yeah. All right. So good night, everybody. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what's the last thing we were doing? So Rob was showing some of the welcome to the welcome Cocoa to map. I think
1: we got through that. I think we got through that. Yeah, that's when yeah. it crashed. We so
0: cut off in the middle. Well, um, you we'll, might want to replay that. Signal. We'll run that next week. Yeah. It, it wasn't that good. Trust me. Um, anyways, so, so we finished news. Is it time for... Project updates and acquisitions. Is that a good enough Yay. thing so, to do?
10: I think it is. All right. I would did that oh, Well,
0: wait a second. Don't we have a oh. special presentation from um, from uh, Jason, the Cocoa Man writer? Hey, and don't Riker? forget Cocoa, Cocoa Thoughts as well.
10: Oh, yes, we have. Is Cocoa Thoughts really a special presentation? I See, does? I don't
0: have Cocoa Thoughts queued up because I wasn't mm-hmm. streaming. So, oh, um, never mind. We'll get it. We'll get it going, though. We'll get there. Um, so do we want to run... Um, do we want to run, Jason? Your 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 deal.
10: Yeah, I can uh, I can screen share. I've got that all set to go.
0: Okay, I am not sharing anything, so you you have the power okay. to share.
10: I have the power. Let's let's he see how this goes. Me. Okay. We got, a, we got a we got a minute. test pattern there.
0: We have yep, a test yep. pattern.
10: All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get this show on the road. That's not part of the presentation, but. Uh, Oh, what was the background on this? We had, uh, you know, we had some uh, had some comments about the uh, in jokes here on the show, and uh, that uh, that was a bit of a barrier to entry to um, to watch to get some of the jokes on the show. So just just for the fun of it, I went ahead and uh, did a uh, set up a little program here, and uh, we'll go ahead and go ahead and load that. I think we'll load that.
8: Here we go.
10: Okay, there it is. It's loaded now. Let's go ahead and run it. A quiz program called Barrier to Entry. And uh, this this went along with um, uh, suggestions from the Discord group in the community and uh, a little, little bit of uh, coding help on a few things. Uh, and thank you, Paul Fiscarelli, for uh, I hit a little brick wall there on the engine. But uh, uh, I have 23 questions in it right now, so um, it could expand. I will have this available on my blog at cocoman.org. Sometime in the near future. And, and if Jim Gary, if you're out there, I'm already working on the MC10 version. So <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can you can dedicate your time to other things. Uh, because believe me, there's things well worth more uh, working on in this silly little program. But uh, I can go through a few of the questions if you want there, guys. So let me go ahead and press any key and we'll begin.
0: Are there any caches and prizes available?
10: Uh, just bragging rights. Okay. Here we have question one. David Ladd has an affinity for A fine wines, B, arts and crafts, C, French cooking, or D, floppy drives? Hmm.
3: That? I don't know. I know. Mean, that's down oh, diet. Dr. It's Pepper. a tough
10: one.
9: C. <laughs> <laughs>
12: Where's floppy Dr. Pepper?
9: drives?
3: Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Where Pepper? is he? <laughs> all
10: right. I know we that. all know it's f- floppy drives. No, we know it's floppy drives, so we'll go ahead I'll and
0: see. See. Oh, only those, only those of us know. <laughs> Kevin says E, all of the above.
1: <laughs> 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 Dr. Pepper going into 2007. Uh, usage.
10: So,
0: yes. Okay. It's
10: diet, Dr. Pepper. Don't forget <laughs> that. And it's like a 60 40 ratio. We've been through this. Okay. So, let's go on to question <laughs> two. Which Terry hit a couch on the way to Cocoa Fest? Was it A, Terry Steggy, B, Terry Steen? C Terry uh, Perry, Terry Bradshaw or D Terry Dactyl.
0: Terry, <laughs> terry, terry Dactyl. <laughs>
16: terry Dactyl is Steve Terry Terry Dactyl. you uh a cameo in the in the uh Gano Wars thing?
0: <laughs>
16: right, uh,
10: it may be. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Terry
1: no. Compulse no, uh it, Terry
10: Bradshaw. Be... Bradshaw, oh let's see. Um uh nope. Wrong. Sorry. Uh, Wrong. Do we get a
0: chance to do it over? Do we get a do over?
10: Oh, no, you, no do overs. You do-overs. go on to the next oh, question. You up, oh, you're not such Stevie TV. Oh, we're never going to.
1: Here work. we go. I get 100% question. This time.
10: question number three A beverage containing a mix of di- Dr. Pepper and water is known as A. A. Arnold Palmer. B. Bad idea. <laughs> 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 C. David Ladd or D. Coco Man.
0: I'll take
6: uh like, B and C. I don't know. C? I'll take bad idea for a hundred.
8: <laughs> <Yes. laughs> not Jeopardy. Let, C. let, oh, let, let me see. see. Let me see. I'll take there things I'll
0: never do sober for a hundred, please, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what is this is not Jeopardy?
10: <laughs> <laughs> All right, question four. Who is known for their unintentional live stream? <laughs> <laughs> Is it A, Steve Stowbridge, uh, B, David Ladd, C, Grant Leedy, or D, Nick Marionettes?
0: Oh, I
3: thought oh, it was Grant, Grant Leaky. I thought it, it was Grant Leakey.
0: Leakey. Greg Leakey. That, Greg, that never happens. So It's got to be B. Leakey. <laughs> Greg Leakey. Greg <laughs> Leakey. It's Greg Leakey. We are correct. You are you correct. You Yes, you are no, correct. All right. Oh, Let's this move on a to a great game. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> riveting, yes.
10: Ah. Uh, Question five, whose name is so nice, we must say it thrice. <laughs> Beetlejuice, is Beetlejuice, A, Beetlejuice. <laughs> is it A, David Black? <laughs> B, Nick Marota. C Rick Adams or D Beetlejuice
9: makey makey makey
8: <laughs> <laughs> Drive wire
9: drive wire drive wire, drive wire, pie, drive wire Do you know pie, pie.
0: the star beetlejuice is spelled differently That is uh that's got to be beetle Nick guys. I'll take Nick Marota to solve the puzzle please.
10: Oh let's see do you want to you want to
0: buy a consonant Yes I would like to buy All right. I'd <laughs> like to buy in cons in Yes There
10: we uh, go of course it's B All Nick right Nick
0: Marota uh,
10: Question 6 <laughs> Rick Adams thinks you are not kind enough, B, sufficiently kind, C, too kind, D, kind of a jerk.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You I'll take <laughs> D for 50 cents. <laughs>
10: <laughs> please, please. This is an exhibition, exhibition, not a competition. As always, please, no wagering.
7: Actually, I kind of want to hear him say the, th- the fourth one there.
10: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, that was Rick's idea too. That, that, uh, uh, choice D was, uh, he liked that one. Cause originally it was going to be in need of a haircut.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
10: uh, uh, question number seven. who is Mr. TDP? Is that a Mark Overhoser? B Ron Delvo. C. Terry Stiggy. or D. Tony David Peterson.
6: A thousand dollars for Ron Delvo.
0: I'm gonna go with Jim J. Bullock for the block please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again
10: this is not hollywood squares i'm sorry
0: uh, <laughs> that's terry steggy we are it, it it sure is yes yeah, yeah, terry sorry. steggy yeah all right
10: and uh, here's question eight who is nick morenti's quote-unquote neighbor is it Ooh, a i don't know a david o'connor b darren audrey c brian joyce or d all of the above
0: that's all, all the of the other above, panel. All all the above alex Oh 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 oh! Is <laughs> oh, the oh, answer Mr. Upside, upside
10: down? Oh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Uh, who is known for not getting past level one? Is it A. Oh. Grant Lee, B. Nick Morentes, C. Steve Strobridge, or D. Lucy McLuesley? <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> I have to say, the answer to this particular one I think has changed over the last year. Though I think Nick Marentis would probably be the one. Martin <laughs> <laughs> Steve oh. actually does these days, well, unless <laughs> it's gunster. Well, for the for the
10: sake of, of, of the uh, the uh, show lore and yes. everything, of course it's C. C. Yes. Yeah. C. Okay. Yeah. You are correct. correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, question ten: Richard of Boysentech needs to work on his a poker skills. B solder skills, C people skills, or D
8: plumbing skills.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: um, well, it's definitely not, it's definitely not B. Yeah,
1: if it's B, I wouldn't want to order from. There's them. no one <laughs> right. <might be>
8: above.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, people skills. We think, all know Richard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, be yeah, right.
10: Yeah, for the sake <laughs> of this discussion, it's people skills, and that yeah. was su- suggested by Richard. So. Um, Question number 11. Who sends screwdrivers with everything he sends you? Is it A, (laughs) Oh,
3: Mark Overhoser,
10: B, Tony DiStefano, C, David Ladd, or Phil Phillips? (laughs) 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 Pick Rob Robertson.
0: (laughs) Well, in this case, I
10: I know what the answer is because I wrote the program, but I also have about a half a pound of screwdrivers. Here's to to, uh, prove it It was uh, Mark Overhoser. Mark
0: D. Overhoser for the win. Of course. Yes, and uh,
10: Mark, uh, I got one from Phil uh, Coco Fest.
16: <laughs> Only
9: one.
6: I'm
16: surprised. Got,
6: yeah, well, <laughs> I love it. Phil, Feel being <laughs> It's the same size. Yes, unfortunately, they're all identical.
16: I, the Except problem. for the one that Eric got, was the Phillips. Somehow, I got in there.
10: Oh, one yeah. got mixed in there. Hey, they're they're actually pretty <laughs> handy. Um, oh, they are. Oh, oh, here, here, here's here. To be fair, here's question twelve. Who is known for saying stop right there?
0: <laughs> Michael Furman. Stop right there. stop right there. That is
10: John Haltman. Is it A, Steve Sturbridge, right B, there. Michael Furman, C, Jason Reichard or D, John
0: Haltman? Haltman. <laughs>
8: Men, very nice. days, heard, I like these days. They're all good. Yeah, I,
0: I've heard Nick, I've heard Nick Marente's do a good job saying stop right there. <laughs>
10: that's a great impression of a bad impression. Yes. I call
0: it.
10: But Well, of course, we all know it's Jason, yours truly,
0: Jason the Cocoa Man.
9: See? Yeah. Yes.
10: Um, so that's um.
9: Oh, oh, it's not me. Definitely not.
10: Yeah. Uh, question thirteen. Who keeps his extra cocos in his garage? Joe Hoarder. Is, is it A, <laughs> A, Steve Strowbridge, B, Terry Steen, R- C, Ron DelVell, or D,
15: Joe Hoarder? Terry Trapp. T for the win. <laughs>
8: I, I think I, I think I see the answer to that one.
3: Right, of course, <laughs> C and D see are
8: the what same. It is, you know,
10: so is, there, is a, there is a reoccurring segment on the program called Ron's Garage. Of course, it's Ron Delbo, and it Ron is a dry Delbeau. heat, so maybe that's good to store those
6: cocos. we will take a hundred from each of you. <laughs>
10: Question fourteen: Who soldered their hair? <laughs> you Mickey Mouse. Curtis Is it done a of times.
7: No, but what's that smell? <laughs> yeah,
10: but, <laughs> but it, who soldered their hair? Is it a David Ladd, b Grant Leedy, c L Curtis Boy, or d Steve Stroveridge?
8: Uh, All of the above.
6: you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve doesn't Curtis have any Boyle. hair. Yeah,
10: that's how I learned <laughs> to use a curling iron. <laughs> of course, it's C L Curtis Boy. I thought I thought the two, you know, especially answer a who was cuts? kind of funny since he doesn't have any hair.
0: Yeah,
7: right? yeah. Apparently he arms. did
0: that a lot in his youth, and, and yeah, now right. he can't anymore. L so, L maybe Curtis that's Hall. why
10: he doesn't. Have, because we know, it's Al Curtis Boyle, so we'll yeah, move on.
0: There's no timer on this let's, quiz game. So. Yeah, so there's anyway. no
10: timer. It's it's in basic.
0: It's basic who, and a bunch of data. Who what killed the Deluxe Color <laughs> Computer? Oh,
3: oh, John uh, Wilkes Booth! Uh, oh, oh, oh. Is it A. Video, the,
0: video, B. Kill.
10: John Wilkes Booth, C. The MC10, or Brock Harrison?
0: All the above. All of the above.
10: <laughs> I, I think video killed the radio star, not okay. the Alex Coco.
6: What if it turns out it's Steve Bjork? <laughs>
10: <laughs> Dude, in this case, we, we 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 it has been at least one theory has been established that it was the MC10. There we go. C.
1: This is the current uh, lore. Okay. The yeah, current know. lore, anyway.
10: Uh, you know, uh, question 16. Who is known as the Apple guy? Is it A, Steve Jobs, B, Mark Overhoser, C, Nick Morentes, or D, the Green Grocer? The
0: green Grocer. The
8: <laughs> uh, That would have Marintes. to Mark
10: Overhoser. Nick Morentes. Nick Morentes for the win.
1: <laughs> He's a trash
3: For the cat. win. Oh, Stevie. I, oh, 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 that's so bad.
8: Oh, oh I'm sorry. You're not going your to get that your supply of turtle wax. So be to be or not to be, that is the question.
1: But uh, Nick Morentes is known to hang, hang out with Apple guys.
10: Oh, yes.
7: We
1: have Steve. video evidence.
10: Oh, yes. We do. Uh, question 17 <laughs> Whose rage quit ended an entire episode abruptly? Was it A, Mark Bosley, B, Grant Leedy, C, Steve Strobridge, or D, Captain Meltdown?
0: <laughs>
10: I think Steve
7: it's has a new two
6: nickname. Of them the yeah, same? I think so, too. C like and D uh, are <laughs> one of so the same. D. Uh, Mark Bosley's outspoken.
7: When he's not in his secret identity as the wrong, the calm, rational Steve Strobridge. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course.
6: Of course, we
10: know CNC. it's C. I was, I was here. So <laughs> we were here. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let's see here let's move on uh question 18 ed snyder has been referred to as a competent musician b a cylon c a ballerina d an essential service <laughs> i
0: would say that <laughs> he's not going to d never to now, for sure <laughs> yeah, b and d are both true
3: b is a, it's a
10: it's a cylon it's b a cylon. A compliment because he just cranks so much stuff out, it's like you know, is this is this guy actually human?
5: Yeah. He Such put a lot on coming from
7: Ed Snyder.
10: Yeah, he put a key even... on the
7: break key on the keyboard too. It uh, so. was just yes. going to say.
10: <laughs> so he acknowledged the it. same without the red key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, nineteen. Who is playing Daggerith like that idiot in the book?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll go far, Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> is it A. Fletcher B.
10: Tim Linder C. Brock Harrison or D. Grant Lady?
0: Uh, Brock Harrison for the block. Is Tim Bro- oh, Brock oh, Harrison is incorrectly in,
9: in, Yeah, we he's not he's spelled, spelled correctly.
0: Tim Lind, well, Lindner Yeah. 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 Well, a little less oh. oh. condescension oh. there, please, Stevie.
10: Yeah, well Coco doesn't have spells. We yet, know it's so. Tim.
0: We saw the yeah, We know
10: it's Tim. We Tim. Can, we can fix that in post. Uh, we, can, we can just call
7: him that idiot from the book.
10: Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, let's move on, let's move on all right, to right, qu- question 20. Uh, why did Tandy do that?
7: it would, A, look it neat. would be neat.
8: Because Meatloaf wanted to
9: sell more batteries.
10: Because it was cheap. Or D, they wanted to sell more batteries. D, definitely you know, I'm, D. <laughs> I'm reading this out loud for anybody that's, of course, listening to the audio version. That's now, right. So
0: just, uh, just we that We all know mind. the answer. Spoiler alert. We know the answer, of why course, did, you know. Why did Tandy do anything? They because they were cheap. 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 Yes. cheap. C for cheap.
10: C for cheap. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It was just a happy accent. Um, who is credited with the EMP incident? Did A, Grant Leedy, B, Brock Harrison, or is it uh, C, Ethan Michael Peterson, oh, yeah. or D, Bill Noble? I don't, I don't, I
2: don't know, know
0: this one. I thought it was me. EMP incident. EMP was the fart heard around the world. It went oh. off live in one of our shows. And that's, that's actually that on, the, on the David Ladd commercial. When you see that explosion, you actually hear that fart. That goes off, <laughs> and it, <laughs> we were trying to track it down, but yeah, it was Bill Noble. That was the fart heard around the world, also known as the EMP. Wow. Yeah, yeah,
10: I learned it's not, it's not Ethan Michael Peterson, though, no, okay. not. it was to a powerful food. one. That's
7: all I gotta say. This is yeah. the
6: next question to what food was the MP? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> was the only question about that. About that was 100 yeah. kilometers away. So. Yeah, Don't worry, happened, we're well.
7: almost
10: done. We got two more to go. Uh, question 22, who will go far? Is it Simon Jonasson, yep. uh, B. Fletcher, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> C. Richard Lorbieski, or D. Johnny Marathon? <laughs> he was Farco. You'll go
8: far, Fletcher. I
10: mean, si- si- I mean, Simon Jonasson did, did travel quite a way to go to Coco Fest last That's year. And, uh, he
7: did. Richard Lorbieski drives right all now. the way from Texas. So I will mention Ooh. in chat right now, T.J. Bay Chris says, I've got a detector for that fart.
0: That's right. We saw that video.
7: <laughs> yes. uh-huh. Where was I don't you, need you?
8: that report need tomorrow. I need of course, we know it. course, we know it's Fletcher.
10: We know it's Fletcher. Let's. See. Okay, this should be the last. I think this is the last question. Who may invite a show guest to lunch? Is it <laughs> A. Richard Lorbetsky, B. David Ladd, C. Ron Delvo, or <laughs> D. Grant Leedy?
0: <laughs> Ron Delvo for the win. Yeah, <laughs> ah, I'm geez. for the win. Let's it's see here. Lunch okay. the oh, oh, oh. Is it-
10: all right. Correct. I think that's it. Okay. Press any key to continue.
0: And the results are
4: right.
0: And game Stevie, over. I'm back
4: and uh, ready to oh. take over.
0: Score twenty-one. So we got twenty-one they out of twenty-three. Score twenty-one.
10: Twenty-one out of twenty-three. Yep. Congratulations! You broke through the barrier. Score twenty-one. Enjoy cocoa Play again.
0: <laughs> I am honored. You to really be mentioned need to play again. All. I don't think we need to. No, I think we've no, we've all lived through is, these painful memories. So yes, yes so. we have, and uh, I will.
10: Yeah, that was that. Yeah, is, that was, and now you are. Know, we're gonna we're another going
6: to have another one next show. week? That would be great. Oh my goodness! Oh, is this has really been like good? in the work
10: for like three weeks.
0: <laughs> oh geez, I, we I really do have a lot of it. Was yeah.
10: just <laughs> a lot of it was just getting the engine, getting the engine done. But now it's just a matter of uh, putting data statements and and uh, and uh, I have a spelling error I have to correct. And okay, that's so pretty good if there was only one spelling
8: error. But I will no, there was there was more than one spelling error. You put an er in my name instead of or. yeah well. Maybe
1: you're wrong, David. Did you
10: think of that? <laughs> yeah, David. Maybe I, you I was trying to spell it out. upside
6: down. Everyone you, does that. You know, this game would be much more exciting if you hooked up twelve thousand volts to it, <laughs> right? Through right,
7: the right. cassette relay. Yes,
8: yeah. uh, uh, and make it click.
7: Uh, uh, I like James Jones' comment that. in the chat too. He says he's trying to imagine the Captain Meltdown's costume. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, I, I think. Jason, I think no, it's, the, fun, uh,
1: no, it's funny, Jason. It's no, a big M, but it's kind cape
10: of Captain, Captain Meltdown has a, you know, maybe it's like cheese for a cape since it melts. I don't know.
0: Okay. D. Bruce Moore says you need to upload this to the archive, too. I think he's okay. missing <laughs> some Yeah. Okay. It, it'll, hey, be uh, it'll be
10: available. It'll be available. It'll it'll go there. Uh, it'll be on my blog at CocoMan.org here How do you spell shortly that? after. spell
0: That o Man dot O-R-G. dot O-R-G. O-R-G.
6: Yeah, that, that would and, be a great compliment to any of the products you do deliver to people.
3: <laughs> and uh, yeah.
10: and other than that, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't know if there's any demand for any more questions, but I, I thanked everybody for their good. suggestions. That was good. That was, good. Good, was, man. Great. That was a great. segment.
6: really loved it. Anything yeah. coming next? Is okay, be-
0: let me try to do something real quick. We're, we're going to try to do this live. Ron, you're next.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's
3: what <laughs> I'm saying. Coucou 2, c'est le coq-champion, des micros et donne le pion Pour le jeu, il n'est pas batade.
2: les études, c'est pas bizarre. L'expansion, il y a un peu les commandes, tu vas m'en faire. Notre
3: cou est bon de l'homme, pour tes courses c'est bien serviable. Coco 2 de, de Radio Chateau, on a fait les ans le sac.
15: Un ordinateur couleur qui a de la personnalité. Le Coco 2 de, de Radio
16: Chateau, on solde pour Noël, à partir de 149,95. Coucou 2 de,
3: de Radio Chateau, on a fait les sac, c'est toi Et Coco 2...
15: And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If you're using your color computer in Quebec and it stops working, is it now a Coco won't do?
6: Ron Delvaux, Timberman, Coco Fest, Coco Talk.
15: In a world where RGB produces black and white video, one cable can make a difference. Switcheroo. 3scartable.com Hey, have you got your Coco 3 yet? Hi, this
14: is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk, the nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer.
0: Get ready. What's going on, everybody? Original gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8-bit 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get Ama coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com today. Tell them the original gamer Stevie Stroh sent you.
15: Storewide managers' red tag sale is on now. We've slashed prices twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent, fifty percent. Save on famous Radio Shack hi-fi, car stereo, radios, toys, TV games, calculators, walkie-talkies, and CB radios. Look for the big red tag. Save like never before on these and literally hundreds of red tag specials. Hurry into
12: Radio Shack today. Hi, this is Randy Kindig of the Floppy Days Podcast. I just love me some cocoa, and nobody covers it better than Steve Strowbridge. You're listening to Cocoa Talk.
4: Hey everybody, uh, we're just going to step into the Rondo Garage.
6: Take it away, Ron. Thank you, John, my son, (laughs) for making that song. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to share. It says you cannot share while other participants are. Okay, here we go again. And then I pick this one, and then I pick share. And there. I'm up. No? You are. Yeah, you are. All right. This is the Tomcat 6809 power made this little graphic. This is taken from uh, the uh, Color Computer magazine Rainbow. Anyway, um, I made this because we were all talking about it at some time or another, and um, then I thought Alan Huffman, if he had one, he'd be good at uh, moderating, so I put him up on there, and uh, I think I put Frank on here too, or is he on the other one?
7: Frank is on the TC9 one because yes. Tomcat was his machine.
6: Yes. There you go. Put put some ads on there. And um, people have contributed things to it and have talked. Go look at it. This was a serious effort to uh, – how many machines were, were I think produced? Frank said only 25 TC9s were actually made. Wow. So. And, you know, you see this ad and you think there's got to be thousands of them out there. <laughs>
7: Well, there's different parts of the Tomcat too. I mean, there's the uh, Tiger, there's the uh, TC70 and the TC9. I don't know if his 25 was just the TC9 or if that included
8: the TC70 sales because those were two separate boards. Well,
6: cool. Cool to know.
8: So for the sake of those who don't know, what exactly is the,
7: the TC9? The t- okay, the the Tomcat was a system, and it was basically meant to be on the K-Bus, which is a bus system that he created um, and then you could link multiple computers on it. You could put a TC9, which is basically a Cocoa on a single card with one meg of RAM built in and uh, real 8-bit DAC, real 8-bit ADC, uh, two high-speed serial ports, 384, and a few other you know niceties like AT keyboard interface. And then the TC70, which is kind of a mini MM1, not quite as sophisticated as the MM1, but pretty close. And um, basically, it had the same chip, the same graphics chip, et cetera. And then he also had other cards he was selling at the time, so you could upgrade it with a, a, a sixty-eight thousand twenty and a sixty-eight thousand thirty. He had you know serial port cards, parallel port cards, timer IRQ cards, all kinds of stuff. And the goal was was to get them all talking together on the same bus, so the Coco could request the TC seventy to do something. The TC seventy could request the Coco to do something or the TC nine to do something, so they actually could, they could become co-processors for each other. So if you wanted to write a graphics program. You could tell, have the Coco tell the TC70, okay, I want you to do the graphics part and I'll just run the main program. Now, that never got fully realized because it was a lot of complicated coding, but the hardware support to do all of that was built in. Um, unfortunately, you know, as, as most of the Coco4 people discovered, uh, actually manufacturing a computer in the age of the PC and the Mac, because this was in the early 90s, just wasn't feasible, unfortunately.
6: Yeah, you know, I took, took a copy of this from an ad and stuck it in there on my CorelDRAW And then the next thing I wanted to share was um, my hugely fast computer here. Well, that's the same one. Darn it. I have to go down to the link. The uh, MM1, which uh, I had one. I got the uh, computer from a guy who bought it originally, and uh, I sold it in the early 2000s for around $700 back then. And um, I, I had some software left and I sent it to uh, David Ladd. But I didn't really ha- have any, any interest in it anymore because I didn't figure there would be anything. But here it is. Everybody w- would like to uh, wish they had one. Yeah, is this, this is the, the same graphic as uh, it's almost the same graphic as you showed for the map, Steve. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah,
7: okay. Yeah, there's a few people that still have their m ones and um it definitely was a more popular machine sales-wise than I think the TC70 or the System 4, which is the other Coco 4 as they were advertising them back in in Rainbow 1991. Now, Alan Huffman, you've got yours. Have you got it up and running again yet or?
16: I'm, Assuming I'm Alan's sorry, still on the that? call. What I said, do that? you still have your m one and do you have it up and running? It is not up and running. It is uh, 10 feet away from me, and it will be up and running. I just have not had a time to get to that. Then I have to figure out what I'm going to do for a monitor.
6: We had a small poll on here. Never had one. Yes, original owner. Yes, bought one from an original owner. No, bought mine from an original owner, then sold it. No, it was an original owner, but got rid of mine. And you can see some have uh, posted on there. It's cool.
7: Yeah, and you've got Paul Ward, who was the main salesman for the M1. Um, I think it was Kevin Peace designed it. Is that right, Alan? Yeah. I
6: Uh, have not found
7: him yet, but uh, he'd be a good guy to get a hold of.
6: Yeah, there's brochures on here. Something about an accelerator, the case that it was in.
7: Yeah, Alan, you probably know more about the accelerator. I know that there was like a 9 meg RAM expansion board, but there's also 68,340 base board that sped it up quite a bit, wasn't there?
16: I never had anything but the 3-meg RAM expansion, but there was some kind of accelerator. I know James Jones had it.
6: And, Alan, is that your hand?
16: Yes, it is. <laughs> that's a, yep, that's a screenshot from that video somebody yeah. uh, pointed out from the the DigiGrade magazine, the compiler magazine.
6: And this is what? What we're going to see in a minute. A white screen? Tick tock.
16: Are you running in dial-up, Rob? It's from the Zipster Zone. (laughs) Could this be any more white? Uh Uh-oh.
6: Nice. Look at how pretty that is.
7: Yeah, with all the M&Ms on the table. Is that what those are? (laughs) Yep. That was on purpose. (laughs)
6: And
14: that's what my m m one looks like is what's in that magazine.
6: Is it? That's
8: making me hungry.
6: What are we looking at here?
14: Well, you're Expansion looking at cruise. the uh, the two boards and the backplane. Um, one of them is the CPU board with the base RAM. The other one's the, what they called the I.O. board, which had the extra serial ports. And then later, they had an upgraded backplane that you could upgrade your MM1 to a total of 9 meg. The 1 meg of video RAM and plus... Two four meg sims that you could have. I, I will mention the TC9
7: was also a two board set too. There was an I.O. board and then the main CPU gimme board too.
6: So this board here is the one down below. This one.
14: Well, whichever one has the sixty eight three forty or sixty eight oh seventy on, it's the CPU board. Is but that a real time? CPU board.
6: Is that a real-time clock right there? Yes, that's yes. Dallas
14: 1287. <laughs> awesome.
11: Sadly.
6: <laughs> Why sadly?
11: Because you have to saw it apart with a Dremel tool to put a new battery in it.
6: Oh, pain in the butt, huh? All right, that's that's about it for me, except for when this last one thing. Um, this is a snowstorm with a polar bear. Can you see the polar bear? Not yet. Not yet? Well, just wait, and it'll pop right up. <clears throat> I see a polar bear. It's white. There you do. Yeah, it's white. He's, he's it? winking at you. That's why you can't see his eyes.
7: Now, Ron, are you oh, planning uh, on putting up a System Four uh, page as well for the other?
6: I one? don't know. I might. I don't know anything about it. I, you know, I did this mainly to inspire.
0: Hey, Ron. Uh, I only had yeah. I had to step away for a minute. I was on the phone with Mark Zuckerberg. He had asked if you could kindly reduce the Facebook groups because their servers can't handle the content anymore. So you have, uh, you've overloaded Facebook.
3: <laughs> oh, it's pretty to have
0: anyway. Look, this is my. It's quite, um, it's
8: quite a
6: feat. This is my uh, thing for uh, you to show your color computer, and uh, I put mine on there just recently because I got the uh, what is that gizmo? What do they call that thing that hooks up to the, the SCART HDMI like converter? Oh, yes. Wait, okay, sorry. Something exactly. What, what, switcheroo. Switcheroo. Right. And then um, I put old pictures up from everybody. Oh, look at meow. somebody's meow. wall. Yep. <laughs> so there's a bunch of stuff in here. The best way to view it sometimes is just hit photos when you go to any of the groups because then you've, you've got a whole slew. Of all the stuff that's been on display in it. And it's really cool. You see something you like, click on it, and you can learn a little bit more about it. <laughs> hey, Mark D.
0: Overholzer, can you post a link to Ron's Garage in the chat?
6: Is Mark here?
8: He's there. He's he probably muted. Is
6: he muted? Okay. It's a few, Mute, uh, muted.
8: <laughs>
6: but, anyways, it's a lots of my, goodies in there.
8: It's a few of my photos hidden in that look. Oh, yeah. Yep.
6: All kinds of stuff.
9: I've posted uh, in there before, also.
6: Yeah, when somebody posts doing it today. When somebody posts something uh, about a uh, um, going online or whatever, we get a flurry of stuff. You can oh, see cool. like a whole group yeah. of Telnet things. So anyway, that's about it for me. The idea is, uh, I love to have these pages up to inspire people to talk and do do things, show things. And what's cool is every day, I I think what, what happens is every day when you Bring your computer up and you go on Facebook. You start looking at, uh, well, let's see what's Ron do. Ron's been doing because he's he's on all the time, always posting stuff. And then there's all these places you can go to now: the Cocoa Group, the OS9 Group, the uh, Ron's Garage. Then there's show the computer. There's um, Cocoa Pie. There's all kinds of stuff. So hi. Mm, Mm, yeah,
11: I did see the Coco Coolure C O L E U R up there in a the box somewhere. Uh huh.
8: <laughs> okay, no, that's French, another one. French one.
6: Okay, so how do I get back out of here now?
9: Okay, okay. Can I go next. Sure,
0: yes, go ahead,
9: Mikey. Oh, hope you guys like my extremely poor graphical skills. Nice. But, uh, is that, cor- is that a
6: Corvette?
9: PyDriveWire. drive wire. Uh, I don't know. It was just an SVG car. So yeah. anyway, I've been uh, doing a little bit of work on PI drive wire. Um, haven't, uh, haven't completely decided uh, when the next release is going to be, but I may push a minor release out in the next week. I'm thinking about uh, doing that along with, uh, some other Cocoa Talk activities that are going on or to coincide with those activities. And the main thing that I've added is um, uh, I've added the ability to um, work with uh, Dragon VDK images, which PyDriveWare didn't know how to do previously. And uh, that seems to work uh, work okay. And I'm currently working on adding SSH which has been a request for a long time and uh i have the initial implementation of that going and my testers are testing away so when that starts uh, working then you know some if you look back on the uh coco mailing list people are whining about telnetting oh thou shalt not telnet ever so um
0: can I can I just say to the mailing list, can you STFU you by any chance?
9: <laughs> oh, it was a it was a feature request. I wanted to do it, and oh, okay. Now that now that uh, I have binary releases going, um, I can actually add that stuff into it, and you guys don't have to install, deal with all the installation garbage that that uh, that uh, you know the source code users have to use. So, I think this will be coming in the next week, I think, as I said, to correspond with some upcoming future Cocoa Talk activities. So that's my update. I'm going to go eat, go get a sandwich. I'm starving.
0: I have an update, too, whenever you guys go around the room. Okay, go ahead. Ah, okay. Well, this came in the mail just the other day. But this is the AV cable for my dragon. So this plugs into the mini DIN connector on the back. And I ordered this from the UK. Thank you, Al Hartman, for giving me the link. Right. So it's got the mini DIN connector on one side. And then it's got your uh, composite out in your, it looks like stereo out for no less. Right. So cool yeah, right. stuff. So that came in from, uh, it's called novelties.co.uk. And I got it on eBay. Thanks to the link from Al Hartman from Jersey. You couldn't get that from Coco Man? <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm sure Jason could probably... Make, you know what, Jason? If I could get one with a color, I mean, with a switch, if I can get a dragon uh, output with a switch, switch, that would be great, yeah.
4: Well, first I have to get a dragon. <laughs>
10: uh, I'm, I'm only one step away.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So That's
6: all for me. Steve, are you going to get a, a dryer for that uh, dragon? Uh, a what now? A drive for the dragon.
0: Uh, I plan on using uh, drive wire. Oh. With the dragon. So, is it drive been, wire
10: or dragon wire?
0: Yeah, dragon. Yeah, <laughs> dragon wire. You're, dragon wine. Yeah. Your wire is dragon.
3: <laughs> okay. I have an update.
8: All right. Uh, uh... oh, Neo's going to join oh. in and try and tell you all about it as well. That's timing, Pussycat. What are you up to? <laughs> Sorry about that. hes uh, I, I did find out why Neo is so meowy, actually, and why he's meowing so loud. He's actually got a hearing problem. He's uh, 16 years old, and he's an old Pussycat. And he, uh, what did I you say? How... <laughs> that's
1: that's <laughs> what he said. Uh, poor thing.
6: He's <laughs> an old one.
8: Yeah, he's, he's 16 years old. That's not my update anyway, but uh, Neo's come to join me, so... My update is I have a new Pulse Eternal album that I've just released a couple of days ago. Um, the Pulse Eternal album doesn't have the cocoa on the actual music, but it does have it on the front cover of the album. Um, I don't know if I can do that from here. Let's see if I can share uh, share photo. Let's see if this will work. Gallery. Um, go to there. Um, yeah, let me go down to my Pulse Eternal folder um okay here we go and I do that can you guys see that oh wait a minute start video can you can, can you guys it. see that now 20 yeah, yeah. See the
0: okay prompt yeah mm-hmm.
8: yeah so uh, the way I come up with this this album cover um it's, it's 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 very sort of retro 80s sort of music on it um with a bit of a modern touch um so I wanted to the, the album cover to reflect the the retroness of it and what better way to reflect you know 80s retro than our beloved Coco's so what you're seeing in the uh, in the Ray-Ban sunglasses there the 2020 is actually a Coco font um what I did was I used Coco VGA on one of my on my original Coco one switched it on typed 2020 into the Coco and got my phone and took a photo of the screen and then dragged it into uh, into Photoshop and did the same thing with the okay prompt
6: no, are so the, all, all those lights around it from a disco ball? <laughs>
8: <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah, no, the that's re- what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, now the rest of it was done in uh in Photoshop. So I uh I dragged a photo from my phone It's literally a photo of an L C D screen with, with Coco VGA um, displaying the Coco font. Yeah, so it looks good. So yeah, that album is available on the Pulse Eternal website. I've got to update the website and put the link on there, but you can click on Bandcamp and go on to there and, and get to the album. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my update.
0: Is this the Coco Music album that's all no. done on the Coco?
8: No. no, 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 it's a precursor okay. to that. Um, okay. I'm still working gotcha. on the Coco Music album, but uh, yeah, so so this one just the cover is is, is from it.
3: So yeah, very that's nice. My update.
4: Right. Uh Anyone else? Uh, we can
0: take a short break and look at the new Cocoa Thoughts. Did, did, did you run your new commercial that I didn't see? Huh? I, that...
4: I will do that. Um, I didn't want to make people wait for Cocoa Thoughts, but yeah. I, I okay. I
0: didn't know if I missed it when I was on the phone with Mark Zuckerberg. I didn't no, know I... no, 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 <laughs> you <Okay>. no. <laughs>
4: right.
0: Your audio is a little bit crackly right now. This so Is it I believe you, maybe Brian Shubring has done your engineering for you at this point. So okay. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I fixed that now. <laughs> I know you did. I know <laughs> <that>. <laughs> All
4: right. Yeah. Through?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the new Cocoa Thoughts.
4: Okay. Let's try it. Let's see if it works.
15: Here we go. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. I didn't see these boulders bounce once. Try maiming, mangling boulders, where the diamonds kill you too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Mm. Truth
1: in advertising.
0: Samuel Gimes is a deep thinker.
1: He sounded a little bitter. <laughs> I hope Samuel's okay. Samuel I'll
8: doesn't he me. always sound a little bitter? Yeah. yeah I think Samuel Samuel's taken us all away. He's just, he's <laughs> destroyed the the, the panel.
0: We've lost the panel, Rob. Just hit clear.
8: Yeah, well, there we go. We're back. Yeah, we (laughs) go. Deck
10: B, where Claire actually clears the screen. All
4: right, (laughs) that's good. All right. So (laughs) why don't we um, why don't we watch my little announcement for uh, an upcoming birthday, and then we'll we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. I'll do uh, a really short demo in ease of use. And um, and uh, we'll we'll close with final thoughts. So here's the birthday announcement.
3: Okay. <laughs>
15: Message.
7: Hi, it's Chris Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Talk
0: crew of people.
6: Hey, everybody, this is Bill Noble, co author of Nitrous Nine. You are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk show.
13: Good day, mates. This is Nick Marionettes, author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes, and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS-9. OS-9 and its current incarnation, Nitrous 9, is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Ease of use. I find OS-9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual, and yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect my next game, Funstar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever. Any resemblance to actual events to persons living or dead is purely coincidental.
4: We are back and I'm gonna share my real hardware and show a little tip on ease of use, and Curtis, feel free to uh, to chime in here. Um, but really just a simple thing that I wanted to show beginners. Um, so I am going to switch my camera, hopefully this here. Mm-hmm. um so oh you can okay okay i need to it's not Yes, that's right.
3: Hold
0: on. Okay. Any audio now, too?
12: Like there's no sound that. on the chat.
0: All yeah, right. we have other people saying what's happening. So they're not, I don't know what's going on, Rob.
4: Yeah, I fixed it. I fixed it. I, I continuously fix things on the show. I'm obviously a little flustered. Um, so when things break, you know, they kind of can get fixed. Um,
0: so why don't we? Um... Okay, everybody's saying the sound is back, but we're not seeing your demo screen.
4: I know. So why don't we? Um...
0: Did
6: you like my polar bear thing?
8: Yeah. I it. Like, like <laughs> it was nice and white. It was different Very well, the, the polar bear was, it was camo. It was in camo. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Great, and uh, welcome back to the, the show, we can do final thoughts. I did remember what I had to do to, to be able to see that uh, video, so I can do that quick uh, walkthrough of the build command. Um, I'm going to spotlight this video, and this uh, should be viewable now. Uh, welcome back, everybody, from the closing credits. And I'm gonna show you a quick tutorial in ease of use.
0: Asparagus.
4: All right. <laughs> now and, uh, boost. and then I'm gonna jump off the roof of my building. Uh, so, anyway, how are y'all? Uh, oh. Let me so fly. See, you can see my screen here. Yes. One of the things that, that as a beginner I would have liked to have known certainly uh, back in the day is uh, this command and I'll and I'll show it to you and it creates quick text files and I'll show you why that's useful Um, so you can see uh, we're at our desktop here now everywhere you go in G shell it knows where you are Um, that may seem very like very uh, simple things but in OS 9 with all the execution directories and data directories and having to figure that out um, you don't have to worry about that. So I'm going to click over to H1, which is my user hard drive that I mounted in the SDC as shift one to mount. And you can see that I've got some text files here. I've got something called bug list and uh, something called uh wish list. And if I want to list those, I can click on those and list those. And you can see it's just text that I've written. To share with Curtis. Um,
0: hey, Rob, can is Rob? Is there anything you can do to to bring up your volume? How about that? Also, kind of crackling like crazy.
4: Is it? And I'm mm, crackling.
0: Mm. Yes.
6: Yeah,
8: crackling badly. Yeah. Okay.
6: All right.
4: Well, not um, so much.
6: Not well. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah.
4: All right. Well, uh, that I can't really do anything about. So, that's a failure.
0: Your crackling isn't as bad as just your volume. Your volume's low, especially on okay.
7: YouTube, from everybody okay. saying you're coming in one side and, and
4: I mean, I can I can go louder. Wee. Wee. So whatever you want. Um, okay, is that better?
8: Volume's are right
7: here. Volume wise, okay. yeah. Stream, can you guys let us know what you? They're not hearing the crackle on
4: YouTube yeah, apparently, we'll just, but we'll, we'll fix it in yeah, post. Th- there's two audios.
0: A little better, yeah. Your okay. your volume's coming a little better.
4: Yeah,
8: it sounds clear here. Yeah. yeah. Let All
4: right. Anyway, while I slit my wrist in the background.
8: Um, <laughs> it's not this, that bad. That's, that's another one for the quiz qu- uh, game later yeah. on. <laughs> okay.
4: um, anyway, so you can create these small text files, and obviously this is text. So um, the reason why this is, can be useful is that OS 9 will attempt to execute any text file as if it is a command. So if you're uh, looking up commands or you want to um, uh, type in the display codes for the the IBM font that uh, Lord Dragon created or Curtis gives you something in chat or you see something in the, the OS 9 manual that you want to t- type in, for example, setting up your windows or opening a window, um, you can create a little text file so you don't have to remember that. So I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to hit the S key to bring up the the shell. Um, now, it automatically puts me into my user hard drive. I don't have to tell it where I am because it knows where I am. I type, I'm type. i going to type build, and I'm going to build a VDG, a, a short file that will open a VDG window for me. And so I'm going to just call this VDG win. And... Um, Then I'm going to type in some gobbledygook that who cares what it means because I don't have to remember it. So I'm going to type this stuff in and okay. So I typed the text in now I could have just typed any old words. Uh, These happen to be commands that OS nine will execute. Um, And I just hit enter. I can then um, exit this small shell and now you'll see the file placed on my desktop, which I can now um, run and create a VDG window. So you see VDG win is here. Now if I wanna see what it is that was, I can list it. It will list the text, what I typed in there. And if, um, if I double click now, it will execute the text and there's my VDG window. So just take clear. clear. So it's Mm -hmm. just a, just a short example of a command that, you know, you can use every day and see stuff in OS nine and just create a text file. You don't have to remember all those codes and it makes OS nine a little bit easier to use. So that's my demo.
11: Cool.
7: Yeah, it's Ooh. a handy little thing to do. I mean, text files in, in OS 9 are a bit complicated because they, there's no fixed extension. So like the startup file, which is your startup batch file that, you know, I, right now I've got a loading fonts. So it puts a splash screen on and stuff, uh, is basically a text file. So if you double-click in G shell, it defaults to a text file trying to be a batch file, basically, is what it's doing, which is why if it's really a text file, like, you know, a documentation file or your next great novel or whatever it is, if you double-click, it'll try to run it, of course, and that, that will cause problems. I think we have to kind of standardize that maybe if you're editing a text file that's meant to be text, maybe we've got to start using .txt, and we'll assign an icon to a text file, but then we have to decide what what we want to do with that. Do you want to view the text file, in which case I could run the view program or list or something like that? Do you want to edit it? In which case, you might want to run sled or ed or mint ed or any of these editors or whatever else. So that's where the complication lies, is you know, what what should the default be? And it might be different for different people. Maybe I've got to you know set it up two different ways, and people pick the one they want. I'm not quite sure how to do that yet, but uh, that's what's going on behind the scenes. And basically anything that's just a plain text file, it just assumes it's a batch file and tries to run it as such.
1: Cool. I don't know, I don't know,
0: Curtis. It sounds like you're rushing stuff. I mean, do we know for sure that TX2 should be used in an extension for text files? I mean,
3: I think we Yeah, let's
7: about- call it TX2 instead for the text version two. Yeah,
0: <laughs> correct.
3: <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, let's or have you could use
7: to- doc or something, like maybe, I don't know. You mean DOX? Like-
3: if I
16: could chime in, I Go think ahead. animals are gonna be really popular and people are going to have, like, good news and all kinds of things. So since there's a really versatile animal that can, like, sleep and fly and drink blood and everything called a bat, I think you could use that extension for all the things that aren't text files that you want them to run. <laughs> because they're
11: flexible, Nixon. Well, alternatively, I believe most of you had a caching scheme where if you went through a directory that assigned .text to, you know, if to view, then after that it was view. But yeah. if you had first went to a directory that designed a text to Dynastar, and after that, it was Dynastar. And so depending on how you left the root of your hard drive, then as you wandered into data directories, your multiview you would do different things.
7: Yeah, and that's where it gets complicated because sometimes you might go into directory. I want to edit this file. Another time you want to view it, it's the same file. What do you do? I mean, what I'm seriously considering at this point is actually making alternate ones and then actually doing a right click and then it'll pop up a menu saying which of these programs would you like to run. Uh, That's a bit further in the future because that's going to take a fair bit of recoding, but that's the eventual plan. I was just going to
8: suggest that. That seemed like a logical thing to do. The now, right a question
0: thing. for the panel here for that. I have, specific- a, I have, a, I have a question. Can somebody check Rondelvo for a pulse? I think no, we have. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone.
7: <laughs> now, a quick question uh, for the panel, for those of you that have been fiddling with the ease of use edition here. How many of you actually have two-button joysticks or two-button mice to have a right mouse button to click?
8: Yes. Yeah, I do. i got yeah. two, two deluxe joysticks.
7: Do we have any people that only have single-button ones because that would cause a problem? Can't do a could modifier you, key.
1: Could you do like Apple? Yeah. Hit the I, Apple. I could
7: try, I guess. Yeah, maybe an alt click or something or control click or something. Yeah. I, I do want to not leave people out that, you know, just bought a Cocoa on eBay and don't have the, the fancy two button hardware.
8: Maybe you could do two it. Buttons have that's it so that it's. What, it, <laughs> what, what if you have it so it, it's either? Uh, um, so that Gosh, either will work. It should be yeah.
7: Yeah, it yeah. would be both. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make it clean and easy. I mean, right now the alternative is you could run the keyboard mouse because it has two buttons regardless, F1 and F2. So
6: why don't you have an ad for John Strong right there? No.
7: <laughs> for a two-button mouse, Correct. I've got some people in the chat say they only have single-button mice, so that's that's definitely a concern. We'll I'll, I'll have to the think them. about that and exactly we'll how to the button that. on
1: the other joystick.
7: And the other thing I could do is actually fig- figure out how to get MultiView to properly, you know, handle the fact that you can have multiple programs assigned to the same extension. And how am I going to, you know, handle that? Because right now that's not built in whatsoever. So it's on the hmm. long list of things to do.
6: Hmm. Do you keep that list on OS nine?
7: Uh, some of
8: it is, yeah. Hmm.
1: That's
6: why, why it's long. of the file. these are crickets <laughs> let's roll the credits
8: again all right well we already wrote the credits. <laughs> this, this was kind of
4: our our caboose so thanks for everybody for chiming in and let me do the demo yes uh, audio to to youtube is is usually fine um so hey, sometimes we have guy. some problems in uh in the zoom the zoom audio and uh anyway thanks uh sorry about the technical problems appreciate everybody's patience and hope you liked uh, the new look and feel of uh, the uh, background today. And it was appreciate, awesome. Appreciate Jason uh, Reichert and Stevie um, kind of rescuing us there for that segment. And uh, you know, thanks for hanging in there. Um, definitely uh, appreciate everybody who works hard to uh, come up with content. And and oh,
0: um, uh, so we're not going to do a we're not going to do a caboose.
4: The caboose was going to be uh, just a gameplay of like Downland. I mean, we we could. Um, but I figured, you know, at, at might as well. Uh,
0: Maybe tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do. We it can one do it later through Discord or... too. We can do like the. Have we day. ever we could... had an actual after dark? <laughs> We've well, we done the. Uh... Well, we
1: used
9: to. I've done a few. We
0: have not had an official yeah. after dark in quite some time, but we have been yeah, doing some months. evening things, but we haven't called it after dark. I
9: come back and you guys are pulling the plug already. Yeah, yeah. we we haven't done our uh, final thoughts yet. Well, we're three hours. It's
4: yeah, we've we've had a pretty good show overall, good uh, other than the the difficulties.
0: So, um, well, listen, I want to I want to I just want to say something real quick since we're not going to do the caboose here. Number one, Rob Rob Inman, I would like to applaud your tenacity and um, to to pull off the show of, of everything you did. You basically reskinned the show and you gave it a theme. You made it your own, and other than some unfortunate. You know, technical problems that are up, you know, under our control, it, it, I really appreciate you stepping up to do this and, and giving it all the flair that you did. So thank you, Rob Inman, for doing that.
4: They sure, and, and I think uh, somebody yep. mentioned VLC, and obviously um, that is uh,
0: yeah. now going and, to be… And my uh, only suggestion would be is if you can get a lot less Nitrous 9 crap in the show, it would be a lot more watchable <laughs>
3: for most people. <laughs> <time>. Yeah,
0: more
7: The other thing, of course, is to quit hosting it on Windows, which crashes all the damn time.
8: Amen. Yeah. Amen. When you run it in an emulator, it becomes ease of crash.
0: (laughs) But but we pulled it it together. We got her done. (laughs)
8: Get her
4: done. All right. Well, I think we can hit the button. And uh, thanks, everyone, for joining today.
0: This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at CocoTalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to Cocoa talk at CocoTalk.live.
3: Coco
2: Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit.
0: Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at Cocotalk.live. Cocotalk is
2: rocking the 8-bit world keeping the tandy flame alive We may be mocked, but we'll never stop Cause Cocotalk is rocking the 8
0: Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morenkes, Ron Vo Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Stegney, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions, and James Differendafer for making my head explode. help support the Cocoa community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T dot com The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler Mixed, mastered and produced by D. Bruce Moore